This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Casual Friday. Ugh, what a week. I'm going to get rid of this intro music because I'm not really um, caring to, to try to speak on point, which is what I try to do sometimes. Um, this week was crazy. Um, first of all, I made a rapper cry this week on my, spot, on my podcast yesterday, and um, I'm not making fun of Peter Jackson at all. Uh, the reason why I'm bringing that up is A, don't often see that, and B, it was one of the realest interviews I've ever seen any rapper do, and I'm just, I'm kind of proud of it. But as usual, when something like that happens, um, it's never really this guy that does it. It's that guy that does it. The best, you know, the craziest thing about interviewing people and like semi-famous people to famous people and everything in between is that the best interviews are the ones where they do all the heavy lifting and you just let them do it. So that was dope. Um, let's bring in my co-host from the, eager beaver podcast his name is douglas and hi douglas how are you today sir uh i am doing i'm a little mixed today is uh -oh. my, my face looks happy so like that but uh it, it, it's been a tough few days my friend so Tell me about uh, it. what happened what happened douglas do i need um, to kill anyone no let me kill somebody no just one gimme right like you know instead of the purge we should yeah. all just be allowed to murder one person and, one you know, person? Just one. Hmm. Just one. I don't know if I'd have it in me. No one's going to miss my stepmother. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's been a weird weird, weird uh, week. It's been a week of a weird juju. Um, the, the play in which I'm cast uh, over two successive nights, uh, the director and the stage manager both had car issues. Oh. And then uh, two days later, somewhere between the drugstore and my place, which is just a five-minute bike ride, I lost my wallet. Oh, that is the worst. You, do you, okay, can I give you some advice? Please. <laughs> um, don't carry a wallet. I, I, I try me, not. <laughs> to me, it was always the, like, that, like, I don't understand who decided that we should put everything important into something basically this big. Because if you lose one thing, you lose 25 things. And do you have to now get all your ID replaced and all that shit? Uh, for the, what was in there? Yes. Fortunately, I keep more like ID, like my health card and stuff that I don't use as often. Plus, as everyone place. knows, you don't carry, you just wear one around in case, right? 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh man. But uh yeah, um you know, credit card, bank card, a um, couple of other things. Well, my bus pass. Ugh. Oh. That's a pain in the butt. Oh well. Do you have to, do you have to buy a new bus pass or do they have it on record? Like can you just get one? Uh that, I'm gonna have to ask about that. I'm not sure actually, because um this is a new thing. <laughs> so yeah. for me. How I mean, your... not not losing the wallet and stuff like that, but because uh, I've been pickpocketed twice before. But uh, yeah, yeah. Where, once, where do you uh, live in London in the 1800s? What's going? Well, on here's the life? irony, right? Like this, I went to Barcelona, and they told me to be careful. I'd get pickpocketed. And actually, a friend of mine that was also going there is when he arrived at the airport. Called me from the airport and says, "I've already been pickpocketed." <laughs> it's like I have to give up my hotel room. Can I stay with you? Because <laughs> I can't pay for anything. It's like, yeah, sure, no problem. I got pickpocketed. On the day I got back to Canada from Barcelona, and you got pickpocketed in Canada. Where in, in the airport? Canada at the airport. Wow, <laughs> wow. On the way back, and I got pickpocketed here, here in Kingston about uh, uh, three or four years ago. That is so. I've never been. I don't. Maybe I have been pickpocketed because I've lost things where I'm like, why isn't this in that pocket? You know, like. But I don't. I don't know. How do you? How do you ascertain if you've been pickpocketed versus you got out of a car and it fell out? Well, I. You can't completely, totally ascertain, but the best I could figure is, you know, I always go like uh, the last time, like, for example, this time, the last time I had my wallet, I paid for something, had a cash, and then I came home directly from there. So, and I, and I was on my bike. So odds are very little that I got pickpocketed, either fell out or I forgot somewhere I dropped it, but I, I don't remember specifically what I did with it after I paid. I don't remember putting it in my pocket or specifically. You probably left it on the counter. I called. I didn't. Was there a little counter in front of the big counter? You know what no. I mean? That little lead? Yeah. No, no. So, um, and, and I retraced all my steps in there. I mean, I did everything, but uh, it, it was gone. Nobody had used my cards yet, Oh. Um, which was interesting. That So that made me think that maybe I had misplaced it somewhere, but I've, I've looked in everything that I was wearing that I carried everything that day. It is just, it has just vanished. So. Um, pickpocketers are balls. But pickpocket, so normally I remember when I'm doing something, with, but. Like if I remember it distinctly, having put it in my pocket and whatnot, and then it's gone, then I, I assume pickpocket. But if pickpocket, but if I'm so, oh, I don't really remember having put it, then I probably lost it. Yeah, I uh, I, I lost um, lost uh, my uh, my stepmother, um, who uh, I believe um, has the record for most heinous acts ever by a stepmother. Um, she once, uh, sorry, her demon seed, John Paul. <laughs> excuse me um i so my opa my opa was moving to holland right okay oh he's yeah just just wait the the uh the shit doesn't fall far from the hole in that family let me oh okay okay um but the the uh my opa moved to holland and he was like 80 at the time so we weren't sure if we were ever really going to see him again so he gave Mm. his grandkids each a thousand bucks right and i think i was I i think i was 18 and so like the smart person i was I called my buddy and I'm like, let's go to Toronto and spend all of this money, <laughs> right? Like, let's just do that. We lived in Whitby. And, and, uh, and so, so I put it in my wallet, right? And I, I, get, I was mucking around the house or whatever. And I was about to get, this is when I had a driver's license. I had a driver's license from 16 to 24. And then I just let it expire and I haven't looked back, right? Yep. Um, but the, uh, so I, I get into the car with my buddy. We go up my court. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot my wallet. And turn around and come back. We were gone for maybe 71 seconds. Mm-hmm. 
walk into the kitchen. I knew exactly where I left it. It's gone. And so is my stepbrother. Oh. And I'm like, I know this kid fucking took it. I just know he did. And then, uh, long story short, I found out years later from his friend who also got something stolen from him by that guy. He's like, oh, yeah, by the way, um, he did come to my house that day and uh, he had your wallet and he laughed as he burned your ID with a lighter and then spent your money on drugs. And I was just like, give me money. That's what I told him. <laughs> I'm like, you're an accomplice. Give me my fucking money. <laughs> We're in Union Station like years and years later. And he's like, why do I owe you money? I'm like, you just recanted the story. Why didn't you return my money? What did you guys get with that money? He's like, cocaine. I'm like, give me my money or give me cocaine. <laughs> I was so angry. I never stopped. I'm still angry about that shit. Like, I'm just, you know, that was sentimental money I would have spent at the strip bar. I'm just kidding. I'm just Bitch bar. better have my money. That's right. Speaking of. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. No, no. I'm talking about myself. At least that's the story I'm going with now. Okay. <laughs> I had one of the craziest, like, like, first of all, I, I'm not a big Facebook fan anymore, right? I don't really okay. get involved in any conversations anymore, like hardly ever. I might stop by for one liner and then keep scrolling. And if I get, and then I'll turn off notifications half the time. Anyway, I don't really care. Um, Kenny Robinson, you know who he is, the comedian? No, I don't. Oh, he's dope. He's a, he's a great Canadian comedian. Um, black dude um, just did the, uh, um, who was it that got honored? Uh, the Yuck Yucks guy, Mark Breslin. Uh, Yes, Mark he got honored like last year and Spenny was there, our pal Spenny, um, yeah. went there and Kenny Robinson was one of the headliners. So uh, I, I, he, he has some thread. You know what? I'm not going to like spoil the story because I don't know if I have the better recall than the person that I met on that thread. And her name is, and we were complete strangers as of like three days ago, but now we're not. And her name is Jenny. Great. Jenny. Hi. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Jenny Greg. Gray. Jenny Gray. Jenny Gray. Oh, Gray. Okay. Like Jennifer, like like Dirty Dancing Jennifer Gray. Okay. That's right. And, my and there's a porn star Jenny. named Jenny Gray as well. Just so everyone. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just okay. saying. Um, okay. It's good to know. We're, we're, we're sitting with a porn star. We should just like tell everyone that you're, a porn, you're that Jenny Yeah, Gray. I think James oh. likes the porn star spin on it better. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I fucking do. I like it better. I like it so much that I'm going to edit my name. And now we know what kind of night it's going to be. Okay. So, oh, hello, okay. baby. Yes. <laughs> setting the tone. Setting the tone. That's, that's it. Hey, daddy. Shooting your shot. Shooting your shot, that's daddy. Right. Hey, daddy. That's right, honey. Listen, honey. <laughs> Listen, Jenny. Um, I don't remember what the original post was. Do you? What Kenny posted? Okay, yeah. So let me go on uh, Kenny's page. Oh, uh, yeah. You see more organized. Look, yeah. she's putting on her secretary glasses. Jenny Gray, everybody. So that's it. <laughs> Sexy Hold on, someone up. Google, someone in the chat, Google Jenny Gray secretary and see what comes up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Doing it right now. <laughs> Penny Robinson, let's go. Oh. So basically, he posted something about um, there was a woman's tweet. I'm sorry, what? And this oh, woman, tweet. Okay. Yeah, it was a tweet that, uh, okay, yeah, that this is it. Just bought him food, slept with him, and sent him home in an Uber. Let's see how men like yeah. it. Okay, just stop right there for a second. What was hilarious about Kenny po posting that was clearly every man in the world, if it was like, if you went over to some chick's house and she slept with you and fed you and then paid for your Uber and sent you home without having to spend the night, and she's like, we'll see how men feel about that. And literally every guy in the thread, which is why Kenny posted it, was just like, 
darn <laughs> right like that that sounds ideal sorry take it take it away Jenny. yeah so my comment was those mfs would love it though because it's true right at the end of the day you know men men just want to feed me fuck me and shut the fuck up right like that's my analogy about men very simple in that respect yeah. you know so kenny's like what's not to love and i said i wish i at least got the meal that that last time though right because like at the end of the day i went over it true story actually so um <clears throat> i've just been recently back in the dating scene i'm 48 and uh you know just uh putting out my profile certain provocative pictures oh my and God. i decided to call myself a milf because you know all these young guys were like gee you're fucking hot you're like you're a mom i'd like to fuck so i'm like you know, i'm gonna tweak my profile and see what i can do so i decided to like put this milf profile on and then i had this really young guy be interested There's in so it. many funny parts i like, can't keep up my laughter is okay i, I got, yeah before you continue i just want to let everyone know jenny and i have been talking like here and there for the last two days and I and I can't get enough of listening to her talk because she remind she's like the kind. Daddy's gonna tell the story for a second because I I, I she's story, the kind Daddy. of girl that I would be like, if she was like, I'll let you sleep with me, but I want to beat the shit out of you first. I'd be like, we're on the same page. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, sorry. Go on, Jenny. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, anyways, um, he's like really just horny, and he just messages me out of the blue, and I'm like, okay, yeah, he's kind of cute. He's young. He's like 24. I was like, fuck, I'm really shooting my shot with this guy. So I'm like, you know, I have this like idea in my mind, like, you know, okay, do, do I want to be like a stepmother, stepson kind of porn thing going on here? So it's like, okay, you know what? Sure. He's like, I, I want to, I just want to fuck though. Like, are you good with that? I'm like, I hadn't had sex in a long, long time. So I'm like, you know, I, I said, give me a half an hour. Let me think about it. I'll call you back. So it's like, okay. So he's messaging me furiously, oh, that's right? The red flag. Yeah. Right. And then I'm like, I'm like, you know what? I got to tear the bandaid off. I got to rip the bandaid off. Jen, just do it. Go. So I decided to just go and he's like, okay, I'll send you an Uber. Cause I, at that point I already had a couple of drinks and I'd had some weed gummies. So I said to my friend, listen, I'm going to be spontaneous tonight. I'm going to go fuck 24 year old guy. And uh, you know, this is his phone number and his app. You know what? If I go missing, then you're going to know, like, you know what, please like, you know, put out the, put out the report for me. She's like, yeah, no problem. Like, you know, I got you. So anyways, go over there in the Uber. He's like, He's telling me all these wonderful things, you know. I'm gonna fucking eat you out. I'm gonna fuck you the best you've ever had. Like I think to myself in my mind at that time, I was thinking to myself, "Oh my god, it's a hot 24 year old Latino. Like, what could go wrong?" What I really like about you, Jenny, is how often you censor yourself. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so honestly, it's like, oh my god, this is gonna be so fucking hot. So I get there. And he's on the street, down the street, like far down the street. He's like, I want to fuck in an alley. Let's fuck in an alley, mom. Okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Pretty much, he's like, Welcome oh, to Parkdale, everybody. Just, <laughs> he's just like, I wanted to make sure you were real, that you were the person in the pictures. I didn't want to, like, this like crazy person to come out. Like, but you don't know if I'm crazy or not. So like, how would you like? Anyways. He's like, okay, fine. I'll tell you crazy. Right? Exactly. I'm a grown woman. I'm fucking yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah? I'm a grown elf, motherfucker. I got a grandbaby. What are you right, going to exactly. do about that? Yeah. <laughs> I can fuck you up, right? Exactly. Yeah. So anyways, go over there and uh, like walk down the street with him back through the alley. Jesus and then Christ, you could have been killed. I could have been killed. I really could have been killed. But anyways, um, anyways, he brings me back to this backyard. He's like, shh. Don't say anything. I have roommates. He's in this house, right? I'm like, does he live with his parents? Like, am I fucking going to fuck a guy that's like in his parents' basement? Like, doesn't that just uh, add to the hotness of the stepmom thing? 
Really? <laughs> kind of, sort of. But I was just like, oh. Oh, my, cat's, my cat's excited. My cat's meow, and he's like, I love the story moment. Anyways, so we go up the stairs, and like he's like, shh, don't say anything. Like, I, we got to be really quiet. I'm like, well, I'm loud. When I fuck, like, I scream. Like, I'm, I talk. I'm a loud person. Like, you can't uh, censor this. Like, I'm a MILF. I'm an older woman. Like, we gotta Again, we Jenny, do. never to the point. Go right? ahead, Jenny. Yeah, Beaver, he's getting excited. What, 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 Beaver, you're moving your arms around. Are you excited about the next, the next part of the story? I, I, I hear so much better okay so anyways go up the stairs get into his place super nervous this guy's super nervous he's like all like oh my god i'm with an older woman what do i fucking say what do i do so i look at him i'm like um can you get me some water i'm really thirsty he's like yeah no problem yeah so he goes and gets me the water and we're like standing in the doorway of his bedroom and then he's just standing there and he's like so what's up <laughs> and i'm like Wow. He's well, like, you I hope, right? <laughs> exactly. He's like, what's up? And he's like, my I'm doubt like, for this evening, right? I'm like, yeah. mm, I don't know. What's up? You tell me. And then he's like, well, so like, do you want to fuck? And I'm thinking to myself, like, buddy, you have like That's no, why I fucking, came. no, right? No fucking swag at all. No, like, arm, no, nothing. That's kind of gross, actually. But you know what? I said to myself, fuck this guy, man. So I take him by the shirt. And I just pull him in, right? Real quick. Wait, wait. when you say that, you didn't be like, forget this guy. You literally meant no. what you said in your head. I thought fuck to myself, I got to take I got sex take with charge. this person. What? Yeah. Why? Because he's like, because there's no getting over anything? Like, what would be the reason for that? I feel What's like, you know psychology? what? He just, didn't, he just didn't have any fucking swag. And it was like gross and annoying. And like, I just wanted to get it over with. I was already there. I made my way over. I was half fucking in the bag. I was like, I'm oh, horny. I'm hot. I just want to fuck, right? So he did send me a dick pic. So like, I mean, he had a good size dick. So I was like, okay, at least I'm going to get a good size dick out of this whole thing. Although like, I mean, when I got there, the vibes weren't really like super hot. Again, I'm really trying, struggling, trying to figure out what you're saying here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to be to the point. Cause like, you know what? I'm working on my own podcast, you know? And uh, that podcast <laughs> is like a part of like this whole idea of like women in their forties and like the dating scene and like, just getting back out there and like being honest and upfront and like, you know, telling men what you want. So I, I pull him in and we start kissing. He's not a bad kisser. And so I'm like, okay, you know what? Throw him on the bed. And I just, pull pull off, just pull on, just pulled off his pants, Go pulled on. his shirt off. Just like, let's get to the fucking, let's get to the point. Like, you I just threw me across the room, lady. Like pretty much, pretty much. Like, I think he was a little bit taken aback. He was just like, and it was a choke slam for Christ's sakes. Why did you choke slam me? Okay. Yeah, it was a body slam, pretty much of sorts. And so, like, Suplex. I think I was I was even fucking like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, what who is this person? Because remember, I hadn't had sex in eight years, guys. Eight what? fucking years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry, I'm not laughing at the eight years, but like. Now uh, the context is like, oh, she hasn't fucked in eight years. Okay, pretty any, much. Any so will do. Will do, right? Exactly. I was hot and horny, and he was gonna, he was gonna get it. I was gonna go. I was like, ah. <laughs> and then he was gonna, and then in eight years he's gonna be like, and then I never had sex again. <laughs> it was like Rocky Three. I must break you. <laughs> oh, by the he, way, by the way, every time someone mentions, anytime someone mentions a reference. That uh, includes a hot, older, short-haired woman. I have to point it out. And uh, Dolph Lundgren's wife in that was hot as fuck. Go on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyways, getting on to the fucking meat of the story. You know, he's, he's showing me he's showing me all these fancy moves, right? He's twisting my legs this way and that way. And he's telling me this and that. And I'm like, you know what? Fancy moves. I, I, I said to him, I said, you know what? Just shut up. Don't talk. 
I don't like I don't like when guys talk when I'm fucking them. I'll do all the talking and you just need to do the listening. She's like, oh, okay. So it's just so, like any other time with a woman. I, I pretty much, pretty much. Straight. If you're in the bedroom with me, you need to listen. And that's the most important aspect of this whole position, right? So, you so like, I mean, Jenny, I'm not, the type of not woman, a fan of dating deaf people, but go on. No, no, definitely not. I need the fucking, I don't even know what I'd have to do. Well, it's, it's all you need to do is this and this. Like, that's the only two fucking that, that, signs. That's a sign. That's a legit that's sign. That's a sign, okay. right? Kind of yeah. linguist and fucking... <laughs> Right, I'm sure. I'm sure that's a we're sign gonna, for jerk we're gonna off. get the whole network canceled by the end of this night. I see like ahead. having sex with like a headlamp on because you can't read lips in the dark. <laughs> see, I don't have sex in the dark, by the way. I like, Are you calling her vagina like, a cave? What the I like, fuck, no, dude? I like sex in the light. I like to see everything. I'm, I'm a visual person, so yeah, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm, Anyways, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I, I like to instruct men, I like to, especially because they're younger, I like to tell them to stop redirect do this do that do this that do sounds that. really romantic it does totally but they want that like that's the kind of fucking inch, like instruction that they want like I, i'm very clear now i'm just saying now that you was know, my you, first one you'd be arrested for saying that in certain places if you were a man i just want, well, to, possibly, I just want these know. bitches to follow my fucking instructions they're young and they're stupid and they gotta listen to what i say like like no, no guys. it's not that bad it's not young, that bad i'm like dumb, you know i'm good I'm, I'm, I'm a really good I'm a good um, cheerleader, so to speak, right? But when you're not doing what you need to do, then I'm going to redirect you, right? Yeah, so you sound pretty casual said, about the whole thing. Yeah, and I told him, I'm like, listen, like, you know what? You're not doing it for me. You're not really giving me what I want. So it's kind of disappointing. He just kind of like stopped and looked at me. And I was like, wow. you know, I'm just being honest. And then, right? and then he broke into it. Yo, tell wait, me what wait, you wait, want, wait, what wait. you really, really want. <laughs> I fucking wish. Wait, I before wish. you go on, <laughs> that, that thing, that sentence that you just slipped in, I'm going to challenge that because what happened there is that that guy thought, and he might've been wrong that he was being sort of a stud for this MILF. Right. So Uh he's like, he's almost in a confident place. And you, you said to him, what did you say? I said like, you know, you're not fucking doing it for me. Like it's not getting me out. Saying that borderline questionable, but what you said after that was what I thought was hilarious, which is like, what? It was just the truth. (laughs) You can't, it's, you know, like it's it, not it, mean if it's true. It is mean if if, if I if, if if a 24 year old woman was going down on me and I told the story on Casual Friday where I was like, and then I just you know made her stop sucking my dick and was like, you don't know how to suck dick, you know, fucking don't no. because that's the same thing. That's just the guy doing it, but it would sound awful coming from me. You don't say that if she can't do it. You know what you do? You just stop. You fuck. Just, okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Exactly. And, and if this guy's not doing it, you know what you do? You fake an orgasm. No, no, no. Fuck that. No, this is the thing about my or, podcast that I need to be real about. We, we as off. women have done that for too fucking long. And we need to just stop. We need to be honest. We I need to train these young guys not to believe everything that we say as women. Because you is know it, what? For far hand job just, be compulsory in those situations. Is it wrong that I wish that that was an option for me every now and then? I would have loved to have faked an orgasm a couple of times. Right? I faked orgasms. Right? Right, fake an orgasm like, in a shower. That's the thing, though, guys. Did like, that. and I hold on, and I faked, and I used to fake orgasms with condoms because I, I couldn't come with a condom on, so I used to fake oh, orgasms okay. all the time with the condom. Uh-huh. On. Yeah, I was really ultimately, you know what? I was like, like, I was like Glenn Close with that shit. Like, I was, oh, you know, oh yeah, like it was well, an experience. It, at the end of the day, like, you know what, like, you know, I, I, uh, I told him basically like, you know, I pretty much stopped it. Like, I mean, before he, like, I let him come. I didn't come. Unfortunately, like it was a really disappointing thing. He didn't do anything that he promised he was going to do. And, um, I was just like, yeah, I was done with the whole thing. 
And then, and then he's like, he's on his phone. Like, so he literally comes and then he gets out of his bed and he's like this. I'm like, what's oh. up? Like, I'm ordering you an Uber. <laughs> oh my God. That's the, it's just circled back to the Kenny Robinson thread. Well done. Yeah. So okay. it was like, I'm like, okay, wow. Go to, the, go to I Kenny. Think this is how casual sex is nowadays. Like I was born in the 1900s. So I'm not sure. Right. Like the fuck is going on here? Right? I'm thinking I'm an old school girl. Right. Like at least pretend like, like you so just said I mean, you're not going to fake it. Exactly. I'm I giving, him, I'm to giving him the truth. He's giving me the truth. Right. So I was like, that's true. He didn't even fucking give me a snack. Like, actually, the, hold on a second. I forgot that moments earlier you were like, "You're not a good fuck," and then you, and then when he came, he put he did this to you, and now I'm just like, "Right on, brother." Way yeah, to go. right. Know? So I was just like, "Fuck!" I didn't even get a snack. Like, look at me. I'm a big girl. I, I need some fucking food. Like sustenance. Come on. Like. I just burned some calories here, man. Top me Thank up. You. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Apparently, you. she didn't. It didn't so, seem that aggressive, we, um, except for the choke slam. That probably burned like so, 18 calories or something. I had to fuck with him a little bit. I'm like, you know what? Like, you know, I just want to be honest with you. You know, you're probably one of the lousiest fucks I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the news today, a man in Parkdale jumped off a 12-story roof after having a date with a mill. If, I have, insulted you, him if I have to give you a score, I'd say zero. <laughs> I'm oh, in the dick pic, you said oh, do you have his balls in a jar by the door? <laughs> Much. I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a savage, but I fucked with him a little bit. So, anyways, oh, I said, you know what? You might, you might, like, you know, I just, I just want to let you know that, you know, I, I don't know if like everything was safe or good, like, cause, like, uh, you know, I might have something. I'm not sure, cause, like, you know, I, anyways, like, he's like, what? What do you mean by that? I'm like, you know, I, I like to fuck around, so like, I'm not sure. I might have caught something from before. Are you? Is this all his show? This is this is not fucking real. I just told. So he's. He, oh I'm in the Uber God. and he's like messaging me and he's so like, evil. he's like, Jen, he's like, I'm 24 years old. I have the whole life ahead of me. Like, not anymore, not motherfucker. You got, you know, whatever. Right? The fuck Pretty much. Know. Like, you want to fucking give me a lousy fuck? I'm going to fuck with you too, bitch. You so know anyways, what? You're not going to die. Herpes d- d- doesn't kill people. They fester. Right? Oh, and the kind that I have will really, exactly, it's exactly. never going to go away. But so, you know, you'll live to be 90. In the meantime, I'm calling my friend and giving him the rundown. Like, we're doing like a play-by-play fucking thing. So the Uber driver, he's like this. He's like, and I'm telling her, I'm sure like, wait, 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 what the fuck is he driving? Oh, does this, hold on, hold on, hold on, and the Uber Uber driver's doing this, because he's clearly driving a gigantic bus from 1958. (laughs) Like, why do I have a feeling he was driving a tractor from the oil fields, (laughs) the oil sands. (laughs) Beaver, listen, Beaver, okay? (laughs) Beaver's trying to get a word in, come on, daddy, let him talk. Uh, please sorry. tell me this doesn't end with you in bed with the Uber driver. Oh, please tell me it does. You had sex on that gigantic okay. no, steering no, no. wheel. You no, just put a coat on that shit and it's like a beanbag chair, man. That would be dope. No, the Uber driver's <laughs> totally listening to our conversation. So I have my friend on speaker. By the way, she's a sex addict. And by the way, she's bi. And she's all these wonderful things. I love her to death. Her name you're is Kathy. yourself? Oh. Sorry? I thought you were talking about yourself. I really no, no, I thought no, you were no, doing that like, Jenny's yeah, good. So- like I'm pretty much telling her all the deals. She's like, oh, that really sucks, Jen. I'm really sorry to hear that. She's like, oh, fuck. I'm sorry that that was your first experience back into the saddle. Like, you know, I really like, you know, don't worry. Just keep on going. You'll f- you'll find somebody that's compatible and, you know, he'll pleasure you and he'll whatever. Okay, so yeah, 
fine, whatever. So the guy's listening and I'm like, listen here, Uber driver, you hear what I'm saying? I said, you never do that to a woman. You never fuck her like that. You never send her in an Uber like that without feeding her. You never do all these things without, you know, making sure that she's pleasure. Because as far as I'm concerned, when you're in a relationship with anybody, regardless if it's casual sex or otherwise, you know, it's, Wait, it's hold a on. Mutual, that's not a relationship. It's a mutual, like, yeah, you know, re- reciprocal <laughs> relationship. Like I'm going to give you pleasure. You're going to give me pleasure. We're going to mm-hmm. fucking have a good time. Mm-hmm. We're going to enjoy it. And you know what? And then we're going to part our ways. Like, I don't expect him to fucking call me and like, you know, you know, let's go out for dinner or anything like that. But I mean, you choke slammed him and bossed him around for 30 minutes. Right. I did. I know. I'm, a, I'm really mean. Married. I'm not going to lie. I, I I know the errors of my ways. And so like, I've decided that I, I wasn't going to be as mean, but like, I mean, at the end of the day, like I just was just really disappointed with the fuck. So like, I just had to be brutally honest. Cause that's just what I am. And so with no. that being said, <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. With that being said, I told the Uber driver to give him a one-star rating for him being so lousy in bed. So like, you wow. know how you have to rate each other. Is that right? a thing? Not- is that a thing? Yeah. I've only yeah, been in one is. Uber in my life. I've never. No, you take yeah. an Uber and you have a five-star rating. You can rate the driver and you can rate the, the, the person in the car. I think so- that's too open to uh, tampering, but go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So anyways, he got the one-star rating and um, I kind of messaged him back and fucking around with him a little bit to make him a little nervous, but lo and behold, everything's good. You know, came back. Okay. Every- everything's good. But you know, okay, I we learned have to from that. Back. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. The, the Uber drive is really important, right? Like, I mean, I don't mind to be Ubered somewhere, but I just, I want somebody to be intentional and mindful about like, you know, the whole process and like not being so fucking, I mean, I'm not expecting a lot, I guess. It's not like, you know, he's my boyfriend or anything like that, but like be a little bit, you know, decent, be a decent human being, right? At the end of the day, we're exchanging fucking, you know, fluids, fluids, pleasantries, whatever, you know, I'm sucking your dick. You're sucking my pussy, whatever. Right. Like, wait, are we talking about the Uber driver or are we talking about the kid? We're talking about the kid talking about the 24 year old at this point. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, I learned a lot and like, you know what? Hey, I've got, you know, I've got my regular guy now. You know what I mean? Like out of all of this, and this is probably why I'm glowing right now, just before we, you know, that I signed on, I just, you know, was able to have a few orgasms. So like, I mean, I'm feeling good right now. Like I'm feeling, feeling happy. Like like you were, were you by yourself? No, no, my um, FW you have a boyfriend? came over. My FWB, my friends with benefits oh. guy, came over. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Does he and know so, about like, daddy? You know we d- we did our thing, and <laughs> he's respectful though. Like, I mean, he's reciprocal. Like, he does what he needs to do. I do what I need to do. It's super chill. We call you know each what? other when we want it, and that's the kind the, of situation you want. Jenny, Jenny, one yeah. thing is clear: sex yeah. with you is clearly like very romantic. Yeah. No, you know what? This is the thing, right? Like. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I have many sides, like most women do, right? Like, there's 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 times where I just want to just meet a guy and just have hot fucking sex, and then there's times where you just want to like be romantic and like you know be with a guy in a different way, and like you know every guy has something different that they can offer. So like I mean, at Daniel's the end of the opening day, line for you is hi Jenny. <laughs> Daniel. Hi Daniel. Daniel's hi, got Daniel. beautiful blue eyes. Like AI trying to like be dirty. Hi, Jenny. It's like you know what? Gump, At the end of the day, Hedrum, you know? the truth of the matter, guys, is that, you know, it's been a long time, like I told you, since I had sex. And um, no, I really just, just wanted the other to kind of like, 24-year-old. When was see, that? I just wanted to see what I liked. I wanted to see what was going on. I wanted to see, like, what kind of shit's going on out there. Like, what's can the I, scene like? Can I give you some advice, Jenny? Mm, please do. Yes, You daddy. said you were 48, right? Yeah. Sorry, did you say yes, daddy? Because I appreciate yeah, that. Yes, yeah, that that's is what my name said, daddy. Um... Don't do that, and I'll tell you why. You, you. First of all, I, I think that um, I, I don't, I don't like uh, think that you did something wrong or anything like that. 
But I, I'm surprised that a person who's clearly intelligent, and I know that you're intelligent because you're funny as fuck. So funny as fuck, people are smart. Um, maybe maybe this story is intended to be funny and, and it's a little embellished. But it, even if it isn't, and if especially if it isn't, you knew from the second that he was giving you bullshit lines on Messenger or whatever the fuck, that he was going to be stupid, right? He's True. 24. He's yeah. basically a baby, right? Like, yes, he is. You know, we're, in, we're all in our 40s or whatever, right? Like, like I'm 46. I'll be 47 in two months. You're 48. Douglas, you're, you look the best, but I think you're 50, right? You're 49? I'm going to be uh, 50 in uh, exactly one week. One oh. week. Congratulations, half centurion. Like, Thank you know, you. And, and that's fine. A 24-year-old to me literally looks like Bambi. Boy or girl, it's yeah. Bambi. And I ain't fucking Bambi. Bambi's been through enough shit, you know? Like, I wouldn't fuck Bambi when I was Bambi. Right? I didn't masturbate when I was Bambi because that, that's how much I don't want to fuck Bambi, right? But I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah, you know I, what? But you um, know that. And if you're going to get your one out of the way for the first time in eight years, you don't choose Bambi. You choose Bluto. You choose the, fucking, like, um, Jaws. You choose, like, Aquaman. You know, you don't choose Bambi. What are you doing? Like, it, I know. It, it, fuck. It's, the first, it's the first pancake thing. It's the first pancake thing. I don't know how pancakes got involved after Aquaman, but go ahead. It's, you know, the first pancake is never the best one because the, it's the, true. the you know, right. you, you just have to test pancake. You throw I don't, that, I don't need... that one to the dog. I, and then, you... <laughs> yeah, I, I disagree on that. And the reason why is, because, you know why it's the, te- you know why that analogy works? Because but, people make decisions like Jenny made, but Jenny could have made a different decision. She could have got Aquaman. Okay. Okay. Using the same true. parameters and everything. But it was, it was I have sense. Aquaman now. I do have Aquaman. Like, I mean, I do have, like, I mean, literally, I can show you my bedspread right now. It's like fucking like soaking wet. So at the is end it of like the day, a Jackson the reality Pollock is that painting? Is that what you, you're you trying have, to say, Jenny? Right? Yeah, exactly. You have to go through many, many, like not many, like a few. You have to go through a few, you know, <laughs> to get to the to the Aquaman's. Like you have to kiss. You have to kiss a thousand frogs to get it to meet an Aquaman. Yeah, you know what the thing is too. Like I'm not gonna really got to choke slam a thousand so frogs I, um, to meet an Aquaman. Yeah. I have a pretty provocative like dating profile but anyways no said, right um I'm gonna, come over. Like, I'm gonna bust you around i'm gonna choke slam you <laughs> it's at the end of the day it's like it's a fucking eagle thing right at the end of the day it's like i'm 48 and like 20 something year olds want me and i like guess it, to me it's like oh it's pretty hot and i like to watch porn and my porn preference is milfs fucking young guys and so for me it's a fantasy at the end of the day it's like you know reliving and recreating a fantasy for myself and so to be completely honest like it's it's like you said it's getting old it's getting tired like these guys don't really have anything to offer um and like that's the truth because they're fucking young like they don't have experience like i actually ended up going on a date with an older guy let me tell you like you know that was a good one because you know again he's older he's 39 and he knew exactly what he wanted to do and how to do it and like you know it was really you know a good kind of you know it was a good thing. But, you know, the reality is, is that you're right. Like, I think for me in that moment, in that time when I was going through that phase, I felt like, yeah, like I just wanted to see what it was like to fuck a young guy or a younger guy. And I got it. Honestly, and it wasn't that like, great. And there's a you reason. Know, you know what I find really interesting about this is that um, we live in an age of of a real watch what you say. And I'm not being funny. I'm done being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, in a real watch what you say culture where like um, all of our socials, like IG and stuff are like, a glossy version of how we see ourselves in the matrix rather than who we really are <laughs> or whatever. And you never get to hear women shoot from the hip. 
what we're what we're seeing right now isn't even rare jenny you are sounding exactly like the conversations that i've heard women have with each other when they can't That's it. When, when they know that mm -hmm. a man can't hear except me because i'm short and i can duck and i know where the windows open and i want to see what girls say when we're not around and let me tell you something it was frightening it was, it's like, but now that I'm older, I realize all it really is, is giving men and women more in common with each other. And yeah. if we could harness that shit uh -huh. between uh -huh. couples, like if you met a guy that was like you and like, just right to the point, like, and exactly what you mean, I know exactly what you mean. I chokeslam that, I, I get that. I've been chokeslammed by girl, like, you know, and, and, and you're all like, you know, but you're funny about it and everything like that, th those people get it, right? Those are the ones yeah. that get it. There's no game there. You know, and in a good way, the game it almost comes off as like satire when people like that are really transparent, honest and outspoken. Yeah. I mean, maybe your game is like, like maybe not you, but the royal you people that are like that, because I think I'm like that, too. Like, I'm just sort of like I don't really have my game is that I like to make fun of people with game, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Something mm -hmm. like that. Because it doesn't, it's it's a lie. It's it's fucking advertising. It's making your beaver tail look this big, and then when you get it, it's only that big, right? Like it's, I find um, the internet um, has like we always talk about malware being the virus. The viruses yeah. on the internet are online dating and social media. Like I, yeah. honestly, it is it is we're creating a fucking like generation, probably the second generation already of people that don't know how to be human beings with other human beings anymore. And that's, that's what I realized. And, you know, um, <clears throat> it goes back to this like idea mm -hmm. of like, when I was like, I work, I'm a, I'm a, a shelter worker. So I work with like homeless and I work with yeah. like, you know, I'm just a real person. I always have been, always will be, but I work with like marginalized people. I work with people on the streets. I work with people that are, you know, coming out of prison, like all kinds of shits happening. So I gotta be 100% all the time or they're sniffing me out and they're fucking like roasting me. Right. So I can't, be like that. You know what I mean? Like I can't, I can be compassionate, but what I'm saying is like the truth of the matter is, is like, there's no point. And like, I, I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm real with my coworkers. They're all like in their twenties and they look up to me and they're like, you know what? Like you're like a, a mother figure to us or like an auntie. You're always just speaking realness. And you know, you've given us hope because I guess in society, what, what it comes down to is like women are fed this fucking lie that, you know what, once you hit 40, there's no fucking sex. You, you know, you, you've turned into this old fucking snatch, cunt, whatever. And like, you know, it's all dried up. And, you know, like women aren't desirable and you're not sexy and all of these things. And you know what? They're like, the fuck, the fact that you're getting these hot guys, you're fucking them. These stories are amazing. Are It's just like it re, like ignites this belief in ourselves that women can actually enjoy sex and have sex. I'm the horniest. I am the hottest. I am the most confident that I've ever, ever been in my life. How are you not a rapper? Right? No, for real. Right? right. Like at the end of the day, like the truth of matter is it's like, I know what I want. I'm not afraid to ask for it. Um, you know, I'm horny all the time. Like I, that's all I think about. So now I know what it's like to be a young guy. Like, I mean, I'm in like pre-menopause, I guess you could say it's like my testosterone is like, just like next level and i'm just like yeah and it's just like i said you know what i gotta create a podcast we gotta talk about this the real shit and so i decided with my friends that i'm gonna call it pop and the like acronym daddy? oh like is, daddy like that right yeah power of the pussy at the end of the day oh, wait, dating no, in no. your 40s power of the pussy you know we need to know we need to like be able to like articulate what we want how we want it and you know but 
being respectful. Like, I mean, truthfully, like a part of this is like, you know, for jokes and fun and whatever. And like, I mean, I really do like to, you know, um, be dominant in the bedroom. I like to tell men what to do and they seem to like it. I actually have another really funny story. Well, it's not a funny story. It's a really so hold funny. on, hold on. You tell Aquaman what to do, really? That's what's happening. Um, yeah, like tonight. Like, I mean, he was doing pretty breathe good. Breathe through your gills. Breathe through your gills. Yeah, no, there's still there's what still you're looking techniques. for is Aqua Boy. Same yeah, body, no, no, no. There's still things Aqua that he he can up his game. Like, I mean, because he's saying, like, am I the best pussy uh liquor that you've ever had? And I'm like, do you want me to be really honest with you? Like, because I think you want to hear the honest truth, right? I'm like, you're top five. <clears throat> he's like, am I five? Oh, he's on Mount Rushmore. Right, yeah, right. At the end of the day, like he's doing a good job. Like I'm not disrespecting his game. Like, but the reality is, is that he still has a lot of work to do, and he still has a lot of technique to learn. And like, if he listens to what I'm telling him, what I like, and how I'm wanting it in the moment, what better way? Like, I'm not rude or mean about it, right? Like, I mean, I think at this point with my guy, like, I'm I'm in a place where I can be just like comfortable with him and tell him what I like and what's up, right? I just so, I just I just thought of something that I just wanted, but that sort of goes with what you're saying about guys not not knowing what they're doing. Um, someone told me once, I think it was a lesbian friend of mine from like, uh, the rave days or whatever. Um, cause for some reason I attract lesbians, like, like no other human being on earth and I love them all. And I was raised by a pack of them. <laughs> right. So, um, so we speak the same language, I guess that is what I'm trying to say. So she comes over to me and she's, and she's laughing her ass off and I'm like, what are you laughing at? She's like, I just thought of something. Everyone's on ecstasy, by the way, at this, like we're all fucking fucked up. Right. And, uh, and she's like, I just thought of something. And she's like. So she she goes on to explain that like men don't know about textures, right? Men don't understand. Men all want to do this, right, with their fingers and lunge, right? And she and she's just like, but if you really asked any woman and you really fucking like asked them and you gave them a multiple choice, every last one of them would pick their palm, their palm like like. Like they're they're like spread in front of me and the palm is the first thing and the palm circles and it goes out and she and, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, because you get like whatever. And she's like, but men like when they when they go, when they try to please a woman, um, they it's like, uh, uh, you know, those paintings that like you'd see in the malls in like the early 90s that you had to sort of be like Zen or cross eyed in order to see the 3D part of the painting. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's what men, um, men can't see it. <laughs> men don't Magic understand. Eye. It's like, it's like a weird, it's a, she's like, it's a dimensional thing. Like they only know one thing and they don't know <laughs> anything else. And she was like, she, and maybe it was just her selection of guys. But then when she would tell men, she'd tell her boyfriends, she's like, no, 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 get in front of me, do your thing, do your oral thing. And that's, that's all fine. But instead of your, like the, the predictable fingers, she's like, use your palm. And then treat it like whatever. And I'm just like, Ellen. And the funny Ellen part is that I was men I watch was... too much porn. It's fucking. It's facts. It's like they think I'm a fucking porn star. Like they need to sell, especially the younger guys. I'm not talking about older guys. Like, like I I went on this one date and like I was uh, given a blowjob. Well, you are a porn star, guy. Jenny Gray. What's just that? Saying. You are a porn star. You're Jenny Gray. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone maybe. Google Jenny Gray um, porn star. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a porn star, I don't think, but like, you know, okay, for, for tonight's uh, purpose. Imagine you didn't know. Yeah. Oh my God, so, wait a second. <laughs> this one guy was like fucking my mouth. Like, I, I stopped him. I'm like, yo, like, this is my fucking mouth. This is not a pussy. 
Like, you need to stop. Like, this is not, he said, can you suck my balls? I said, no. Can you eat my cum? I said, no. Like, I mean, I'm very direct and like in the moment, right? Like, I mean, it might be a turnoff for a guy, but like, you know, well, you no, hold on, hold on. Questions. He was being direct too. And it he felt was. Like, and it and felt like, was, a tur- like, it felt like that would be a turnoff to any woman. We but he was, he was just being disrespectful. Like, he wasn't respecting the fucking craft that I bring, which is like, you know, craft is dominance and choke slams for fun. No, I'm not though. Like, I mean, I can be very sexual and sensual. Like, it's just, you know, I've got many sides. Like, come on, daddy. Like, you got to know me. You don't, you've only known me for two hours, like two days. Sorry. And I, Listen, I'm really a very sensitive, soft, you know, woman. I don't think you day, understand the appropriate rough. context of the word. Daddy. Yes. You're going to need to settle down a little bit. young. Lady, I'm, I'm rough around the edges, but I'm really a really like solid, like cool, chill, nice, sexy, soft woman. And like, I mean, I want to be pleased at the end of the day. I want to please you. And I want you to please me. That's really what it is. All right. All right. And right, so, right. Men, men are obsessed with the fucking porn industry. And like, so, yeah, I mean, they but, just want well, it fucking on. hard and fast. Jenny, and I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I want it hard and fast too, but Jenny, you know, Jenny, I don't know. Jenny, we need to circle back to Kenny Robinson, but yeah. first we need to get an update on Douglas. <laughs> What's wrong? Because Douglas has said six words in the whole podcast. I am. I am fascinated. Why are you fascinated, Douglas? Well, because uh, uh, Jenny and I have a lot in common, actually. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, uh, Beaver. What's what's your number? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Beaver, did seven, I tell you the joke? Men. Right? No, no, no. Did I tell you the joke? Right. So, anyways, I said, "What's your number?" So, oh, right. um, okay. So, so, sorry, but we had to tell it right. Okay. So, okay. Kenny Robinson puts up that thing where this tangent started 40 minutes ago. Um, that said. Um, how would men like it if I just fucked them, fed them, and sent them home in an Uber? And every guy was like, what? Uh, darn, right? And and then you said, as long as he eats, what did, what did you say? I said something about he didn't feed me. But then, okay, so this is, I'm going to actually read it word for word here okay. because like, I, I'm opening it up. Right. So then um, uh, I said, I wish I got a meal the last time. And then Kenny Roberts says, wasn't you at Burger King? And then I said, oh, I was eaten. And then I put like a heart emoji and like the, the jewel emoji. Red lobster. It oh, wasn't worth it. And then I put a right? gift that happened to have the same. <laughs> and then exactly. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then James said, you know, what he said. And then I said, what's your number? Uh, I said, no, hold on. I sent a gift. So she's like, but I was eaten. And I responded to that with a gif or a gif, whatever the fuck they wants to call it. Um, that said, I could eat a peach for hours, which is hilarious because I have that song. Anyway, yes, yeah. So then she, yeah. Go ahead. So then he said seven point five, and yeah, I said, she's Ooh, like, can I have than- your number?" And I'm like, no. seven point five. <laughs> and then I said, "Larger than average." Me likey, wink eye emoji. And then uh, I said, uh, "I said." Uh, and this is all said, public. <laughs> so funny. He said they had it their way. That's what Kenny says. And then I said, "You're officially invited to our wedding. We have an amazing story because of this thread." And he yeah. says, wedding, I thought you were talking about dot, dot, dot. And then, uh, yeah, it's the, the peach emojis, right? But then I said, you know what? Hey, he eats peaches. Like, come on. Like, what's not to love, right? Because he's talking about exactly. he eats peaches for hours. And, like, yeah. who doesn't like a fucking guy that can eat peaches, right? Like, come on. That's true. See? So at the end of the that's day. That's why like, he moved to the country. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that's just a song. Trust me. <laughs> James, he was so fast in my DMs. I'd never fucking seen a guy go faster. He's like, hey. Listen, I didn't say hey. I don't know what I, I don't want. Well, listen, I don't know. Let's look. Those what are private conversations. <laughs> but I opened with something like that thread, though. Like, it was something like that. Like, I wasn't like, hey, baby, or something stupid. Like, it really wasn't. 
And then he I said, said imagine, imagine if online dating were that easy, though. Yeah, yeah. Because because it was like, but it was like a skit. And we've been skidding ever since. So clearly I was being real, right? Like, like we've been, you know, well, not skidding, I wouldn't say. I've been, you know, well, whatever. We'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> no, because I met somebody who I like, who I, who I can, who doesn't have a filter. And when I'm in the mood where I don't have a filter, it doesn't have to be sex. She doesn't have a filter about anything. Like, like, like it's, she's a real person, right? She talks about her job in a way, the same way she talks about this, because she has one setting and that's real, right? Like, and that's her factory setting. And I like that because, um, A, um, the realest a person could be is an uncensored, unfiltered version of themselves. And B, yeah. what she does for a living, you know she's a good person. So C, everything that I heard tonight is being delivered by a person that I think is good. And it makes me love her more because she's funny as fuck. Yeah. And so I, I think that, um, Jenny, you should do what you, what you told me that you were going to do. And I was like, obviously, which is like you are a comedian in waiting. I'm not kidding. Like, and you just got to be yourself. Like you have the easiest job, I think, in a sense, because if you be if you go and you start doing shows and stuff like that, I I know the life cycle of a comedian. People like to say is like, well, you got to do at least five to eight years before you even understand what's good. I don't know if that's true anymore. I think that like people, there's certain people, and I think you're one of them. Where if you could do what you just did on this podcast and translate that to a live show, it doesn't have to be bit form and comedian like. You could just do what you're doing and and tell stories, and and and, and it would be hilarious. And um, wow, what like <laughs> you don't have a filter, and I love that. You, how many women do you meet with no filter, but like can deliver? You know, like people, not women. Like like how many people do you, that have no filter but can deliver? Mm. Like remember no filter in the eighties? It was like Andrew Dice Clay and shit. Like can't even like re, we can't watch that. Like it's really uncomfortable. Have you seen an Andrew Dice Clay uh, set? Recently? I have. I, I used to watch yep. him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, watched him back in the day when I was like twelve or thirteen or something. And then now yeah. it's like you, I watched him. I was like, holy shit! Like mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, this is awful. <laughs> really clammy. <laughs> so no, like I think you know, like oh, this Maddie... will be fun. Hold on, universes are about to collide, everybody. What's uh -oh. that? Paul, uh -oh. Paul's here. Uh -oh. Paul Atkinson. Oh, 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 wait a minute. The oh. second half of the evening. Let me look. Uh, let me turn on my glass and see if this guy's You're going to like oh. this. You're, you're, okay. You're, yeah, he sells oh. oats on the side he's of giving, the highway. He's given the fucking, uh, the beard, <laughs> like the, um. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What, what, what did I miss? I've been no, watching the hockey game. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, that's, they're that's, the panties. They're going the panties slide. That's the Barry White. That's the Barry White fucking They're going really got it together baby uh, <laughs> we, we're just, really got Douglas, it together. just let it happen let's just, let's just let this me. happen go ahead let's just let this happen yeah yeah this is like... about to be the paul and jenny show and i'm here for all of it so Ooh, go ahead. why what did i miss i was watching the hockey game it just went to <laughs> overtime okay jenny probably more exciting than this I, i'm a couple of seconds behind i just saw the second the goal that sent it to overtime yeah. <laughs> why did the leafs lose no, 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 no! It's going to overtime. Four minutes and twenty seconds. Twenty six left in the third. They tied it up at two two, but apparently yeah. it's going to overtime. Um, it's really going to yeah. suck when they actually lose in overtime. Fuck. Yeah, I think they will. To be honest with you, I don't they, know, uh... and I don't, you know what? That'll probably make them win. I will. You know why I don't gamble? I've never won. I'm so unlucky that um, one time I went to a casino with a buddy. We were in like Brooklyn, Ontario, or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Uh, and we went in. I had like three hundred and sixty dollars or something like that. He didn't have shit, right? And we walk. We walked in, and there's one of these wheels that have a hundred spaces on it, and one space has five stars or whatever it is. And if you yeah. get that, you get one hundred times whatever you put down on the table. Okay, so he walks in, and the guy is like, 
one minute, one minute, or something like that, right? And uh, he looks at me, and he pulls me in really close. Now, if I may segue for one second. His <laughs> parents are gambling addicts, okay, who won, like, $400,000 once, like, on a scratch ticket, like, years before that, gambled it away immediately, and have been gambling ever since, chasing that fucking dragon, right? And so, so that guy, the spawn of that guy, pulls me close and is like, put it all in the five stars right now. Everything you got. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> spawn of two gambling addicts, really? That's what you want me to do? No more bets. <laughs> five stars. Whatever 100 serious? times 360 is, is what I would have won. What is that, 33,000? 36,000. 36,000, whatever it oh. is. Yeah, 36,000. Yeah, and, and, he, and he was all mad at me. I'm like... What the fuck? How many people out of 100 would be like, yes, spawn of gambling addicts? I will definitely I will spend that, all my yeah. money on the wheel, and you have no money, and what could possibly go wrong? That could have been like a scene of Avenue Q. It's like, we're the bad oh. ideas bears. <laughs> <laughs> this is your red money. You should buy beer. Okay, I'll buy a six-pack. That no, you like should a buy idea. a two-four because it costs less per cat. Yay! Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it was weird, it, but it was a weird thing because, like, think about that. Think about how fucking weird. I, like, I don't even know how to dismiss that as like he just got lucky. I feel like I fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? That came from somewhere. It's like, listen, I just got to say, you need to. It's like, it the Lord been tell a, me. That would have been a life changer. That would have been a life changer. I would have given. It I would have yeah. broken off the guy like five grand. Whatever it is, right? It was my money. I don't give, you know, like, <laughs> right? And trust me, he's the son of gambling addicts. He has no future. Oh my God, shit, he's dead. Fuck. <laughs> he is. Well, that kind what? of proves my point. Sorry, but like, anyways, uh, uh, rest in peace, Chris Palmer. Sorry. Um, that uh, got dark. Twist? But no, <laughs> but I, I forgot. I, I'm sorry. I forgot that he had passed away. Uh, he passed away yeah. like 10 years ago, and um, I hadn't seen him for like 15 years before that. But, anyways, um, yeah, wow. that, that is a dark turn. I'm sorry. But um, point being, <laughs> You don't give that guy all your money for a chance, one chance in a hundred. Yeah. But then if you win, I don't know, man. You know, like you needed to be a wizard to figure that shit out in the moment. You know, like where you could see the future, like Hermione in that Harry Potter fucking movie. Put it all on black. She didn't do the right thing with that. She studied. Fucking get yourself a sports almanac. What are you doing? That's what you got to do in those moments. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Not really. Hermione Granger in the Harry Potter movie where she has that charm that she wears around her neck. Yeah, yeah. She goes like this. She can go back in time so she can take yeah. extra classes. Remember? Yeah. Take Never extra seen it. classes. I remember that, yeah. yeah. Well, you don't need to know about it to know that it's like the nerdiest thing of all time. You have a time machine and it's just a little necklace. Go back to study? Come on. Why is no one saying anything? I don't. I don't know it. I've never seen. I don't Harry say Potter. anything because I was I've never that read kid. it. You were that kid. <laughs> that, yeah, I was. I'm like, how does Beaver? Have I was a, a total teener. He's, he's a, He just sits there and just goes. <laughs> he's very chatty in it's the morning. It's cute trust though. Me. It's so cute. It's like just such a cute little thing. Like he laughs. He giggles. He's like, hee, hee, hee. like you know, he's like that kid. I'll be right back, Jenny. You're in charge. Okay. Oh, oh, oh well, there we go. We're in good hands now. Okay. Watch out, now you this may, is the watch out, you may get suplexed. This is called Pop Power of the Pussy with your host, Jenny Gray. <laughs> okay. I, I'm telling you, like, I, there's, a, there's a reason. There's a and, reason and why. What of Ottawa's met, foremost experts in? Right. There's a reason why I met this guy, and like, he's got a podcast, and like, he's gonna help me figure out like how to get a podcast going, and like, I'm really seriously. I, I, I think my comedy might spur from this podcast because I was thinking about doing 
a uh, amateur night. So mm-hmm. a friend of mine, her husband was the uh, manager of Yuck Yucks. Um, his Fred, his name was Fred Mundy. He was a manager for about 30 years at the Toronto Yuck Yucks. And so him and Kenny know each other obviously forever. And he passed away last year. And so we did a memorial for him. So I was, you know, left with the responsibility of kind of setting it all up, inviting all the comedians and, you know, doing it all. So we invited Kenny Robinson to be the host. So he was kind of nervous because he was like, is there going to be some pushback? Maybe like people are, are going to say like, why is Kenny being a host? And like, I'm like, no, Sue and I talked about it. And Fred had mad respect for Kenny and mad respect for his craft because he's a, an amazing MC, right? He does Nubian mm-hmm. night every month like he's just he's really good at his job like his craft is amazing so i told him no no like we've decided that this is what it's going to be so we all got to go up and do like a a spiel about fred like funny things about fred all the comedians got up obviously so i got up said my spiel got back off and like comedians came up to me afterwards and like wow you're fucking really funny actually you know have you ever thought about being a comedian i'm like actually i have but i've never really kind of took the lunge or you know never really done it Mm because i guess i don't know why but um after that, he's like, yeah, I want to invite you out to amateur night. Like, if you have five minutes of solid, inf- like, just whatever, anything, just bring it and, like, you know, see how you do. And I was just like, okay, maybe. But then that's when I thought I started thinking about the podcast and, you know, how powerful that media might be as opposed to being a comedian. I could work the podcast comedian kind of, like, spin and then maybe go to amateur night after I have some material. I don't know. I mean, it's all in my mind right now. I'm just thinking out loud. But um, meeting up with this guy... Uh, has really kind of like put myself into like a different mind thought. You know what I mean? Meeting you guys, you know, you do their podcast. Like, I mean, fuck, there's podcasts about any and everything, isn't there? Right, right. Right, like. There's a market are- for literally everything. Because when, before we started ours, I, I was doing mine as a blog. Yeah. And I was talking to friends and ours is more politics and stuff. But you yeah, know, we did just have casual conversations. My friend said, so yeah. oh, you, you make politics really interesting. You should really have yeah. a podcast. And I thought there's no market for this. Turns out there is. like some sassy, some, some, some sassy gay guy, you know, talking about politics and yeah. turns out that there was. Yeah. Who knew? Right. There's an audience yeah. for there's everything. A market, there's an audience for everything. It's like if, if you, if you, you, you keep it real and you're as authentic as you can be, there's an audience for you and they'll find you. Your people will find you. Yeah. That's you know and I'm thinking? Like, I think the realness around dating, online dating, especially being older, just from a different generation, just all the fuckery that happens in the, mm. in the, it's just like, I think we need to talk about this, like real talk and have guest speakers and have experts come on and talk about like just other women's experiences and even have guys tune in and like maybe they can learn a thing or two right oh, yeah. at the end of the day yeah, i think that would be a great idea men need to learn a so. lot yeah and and as much as i've learned about women i know this i don't know a damn thing <laughs> like i learn more stuff every day of my life and i still don't yeah. know a damn thing mm-hmm it's and you know what? The, the thing is, I, I mean, I'm not, uh, and like, I, I kind of got in trouble when I said this, when I went on a date, I said this to a guy, so, you know, wait, men wait, are wait, 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 yeah. Jenny's, Jenny's talking. Go on. Yeah. Jenny. Yeah. So um, he's like, I said, men are simple. And he's like, oh, he got really offended. He's like, we're not simple. I'm like, okay, some men are simple then, but like most, most are pretty simple minded. And, and like, I mean, the, the context around sex, I'm not talking about in general. Like, I mean, Paul's going to nod any second. Right. So anyways, um, I said that and then he was like, okay. And then he kind of, uh, kind of taught me something really to be honest like i just wanted to fuck to be honest and like he wasn't he wasn't having none of it so he was like making now me James kind of nodding. like that's right that's the way he, to was play like, yeah. he was like wow you're too fast you're too fast like just settle down like let me show you what i can give you and like and then you decide whether or not you want to fuck me and i was like okay fair enough 
And then, so we were talking and then he did some stuff to me, more like tantric kind of stuff, right? Pretty sensual and, you know, a lot about touching and whatever. And it kind of opened up my mind. I was like, wow, like, you know, guys aren't so simple, maybe, you know, like, and I started thinking like, this is why we need to have the fucking podcast. Did like, he have a necklace, but it was like one of the leather strappy necklaces? Yeah. Well, yeah. not for that interaction, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> at the end of the day, I know, look at, look at Beaver. And his like, eyes sort of matched the stone hanging from it. Like it was one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. That's it. But the reality is, is I think men like women, we just want to have connection. And uh, you guys don't probably know this, but I'm going to let you in on a secret. Oh, no way. Um, there's, there's many groups on Facebook, as you know, and one of them being, are we sitting, are we dating the same guy? And so what it is, oh. it's a website or it's a Facebook group where you put pictures and uh, photos. Okay. So photos, name and, and uh, age them, essentially. of the guy saying, are you dating this guy? Um, you know, there, is there any red flags or any tea you want to talk about with this guy? By the so, way, one of my red flags among women is those who go to websites where they post pictures of me because they want to find out if I'm well, fucking somebody. Else. My what my red flag would be is if I'm on the site says, "Are you dating this guy?" He says, "Are you dating this guy?" Is there anything I should know about him? Uh, yeah, he's dating me. Yeah, yeah. but what, yeah. If you, what if you what if you what if you're like no. you're dating this guy and no one's like, "Oh no, no." no Having no. been in that then all situation, all of a sudden you posted before, my picture to it's someone. Not fun. You posted yeah. my picture to an entire forum of people that are probably angry as in fact mm. you know the sad thing though is a woman actually said that that's my husband and like we all were like ouch like of course you're gonna find some shit but what about the nah. people that had to be doxxed because they, they didn't do anything no and that's what i said to the women i'm like the fact that you have to fucking put this out there already tells me that you don't trust the guy yeah. so it should be just game over like just let's use comments exactly. like yeah, right. Exactly. As, as women, like, you're wrong. but maybe Thank you're wrong making, about the guy, and like, then you still should dump him because he probably doesn't want you, and you're doing him a favor. Right? My that, second you know, boyfriend, I should have had, I should have known that at my second boyfriend. Right? If I knew that lesson, then that would have not lasted three and a half years. You know, the thing is, is that there's. I was just watching this movie again, and it's like he's just not that into you. Can we just, as women, fucking understand that if a guy wants to be with you, he will make it known to you that he wants mm -hmm. to be with you. He'll call you. He'll text you. He'll send you nice little sweet notes. He'll send you flowers. He'll take you out. He'll talk about you. Talk to you. All these women. Oh, the guy didn't talk to me after I fucked him, and like he he hasn't looked. At, I've been on read for like three days. What does that mean? It means you have a disease and it's because right? of online dating. Online oh, dating sweet. is a fucking disease. It's, you know that 80, did you know that eight, I, I just, um, I can't talk about it actually because it's like, it's in its capital phase and investment phase and there's people like waiting mm. to give it money. But there's a, there, I can, I can say as much as this, there is a new online dating platform that's going to launch probably in a year that like, not only does it like do the thing that online dating does, which to me is just, uh, we're, we are, we are just, basically shooting ourselves in the face and not with the good stuff but with you know metaphorical bullets right and um and we're like and then they merge that oh my vibe. god hold on they merge that vibe with tiktoky kind of vibe and um and watching tv shows about dating vibe and the 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 research from it is like they're taking these gigantic niche demographics and overlapping all of them into a dating platform basically mm. and it's like it's going to work and you're just reading it and you're like, this is everything wrong with everything. Like it really is. When I found out that 80% of couples these days met online, I, I'm like, I feel like Ow. grandpa. I feel like I'm a thousand years old. I've never online dated in my life. I, I, I don't, now that I'm single and, and 46, almost 47, and like my career is going great. Uh, my mental health <laughs> took a little stumble and I think I'm pretty good now. Um, it is, I think we're gonna agree you're pretty mental, but yes, okay, go well, carry on. I'm just eccentric. 
I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the see now you threw me off. I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> Fuck, I hate talking that. about the platforms and everything's merging oh. together and. Well, yeah. What you it, would do now that you're 46, you can't even imagine. I, 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 I'm not going to online date. I, I, I absolutely do not want to do it. And, and I'm not judging. It's sort of like how I feel about religion. I don't care if you go an online date, but I think the idea of online dating for me personally is absurd. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what, like, if you got to think about your profile, I don't want to date you. <laughs> sort of, because what would that be like in a real setting? So, uh, you know, what do you do? I just trying to hold on. This is what it would look like in real life. I'm just trying to figure out how I can word this. I um, started off as no, retract that. I don't want to <laughs> delete, delete, delete. Like just no one's being real. It, it is like it is the most like human beings are natural liars, and we're just like, well, if you want to know what we're, gonna I'm do, not a fucking liar. I take offense to that statement. Human beings are natural liars, right? Yeah. I know Paul is also apparently incapable of lying, but like, let's just say as a general rule, human beings are really like, we're, we're not as honest as we think we are. Let's put it that way. And then we make the most important aspect of many of our lives, which is like relationships with a companion or a partner or whatever that we want to grow old with or have kids with or whatever. Like that is basically like the most important thing, like decision that you can make because you're going to procreate and you're going to either have like really good kids or really pieces of shit kids. Like you got to fucking think about this shit, right? Mm-hmm. And then we we put all of that responsibility in the hand of the people that gave us social media and fucking mm-hmm. like dating game shows and um, algorithm mathematicians and people like that. And it is the it's like it's people like, oh, it's so convenient in a modern world. Grocery gateway is convenient. OK, that's convenient. Finding a mate or a piece of meat, <laughs> if you will, in the same manner as you would do online grocery shopping to me is not something that I'm down with. I, I, I would not trust anyone was being real. I wouldn't I know how to fucking, like, I wouldn't know how to navigate that waters without being a complete so, cynic the entire but time. But James, say if you met me on fucking that dating app, like, I'm, I'm fucking real. How would now. I possibly do that if I've never been to one? Well, like, I mean, we met on Facebook, right? So at the end of the day, it's kind of like a fucking dating app. We really, were joking right? around about, like, we were joking around on a comedian thread. And then, but and now we're on a podcast. Like, like you know, I didn't, I didn't like drive from Killaloo to go and fuck you. And like, do you want me to do it like this, master? You're choke slamming me and shit. You, like, you want to drive? You want to drive to Toronto and fuck me though, right? Well, I gotta tell you, I kind of want to be your friend now because I'm afraid of getting choke slammed. I'm five foot six. You could probably like. <laughs> you're not afraid of getting choke slammed. You know what? No, I really want to be. I want to be beavers. You know, when I, I joke, when I hold on, when I joke about that, like, oh, I could get beat up or whatever. What I'm really saying is, like, I like, uh, I like, like, women that are just tough, and I don't actually mean get beat up. But if she wanted to, if she smacked me across the face just to see what I would do, I would probably smile, right? Like, I, if I, but <laughs> smile like this. Yeah, all right, let's, all right. Let's I'd be like, Beaver? get the fuck out, get the Beaver? fuck out. You need no. to be my gay best friend. Come on, let's, let's let's fucking do this. Like, I need a gay best friend. Like, got a lot of lesbian friends, but I need more gay men in my life. Just I think you have... just got canceled. Your career yeah. just got. <laughs> oh wait! Fucking everybody, nope. like it's like it's being co-signed by the gay men and the censors everybody are fine needs, with it. <laughs> everybody needs a gay best friend. Every fucking woman needs a gay. Best wait, friend. hold on a second. Douglas is my gay best friend. I, I well, I, well, hold on. He's my he's. He's, I'm your emotional support gay Canadian. No, you're my best gay friend, I guess is what I meant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, Where best sure. comes in the sentence, I guess. <laughs> That's right. It means, but it's still a very big compliment. Out of all of your people, you are my number one. Right? Oh, there you go. Yeah, okay. There you go. There you go. 
All out of all the oat manufacturers I know, you are also (laughs) number one. (laughs) May may I get you some Quaker oats, son? (laughs) I'm not a fan of online dating. I realize it's kind of where the world is today. I much prefer to meet women in pubs. That prioritizes Quaker oats. Like it's... (laughs) Dude, this is for charity, man. It's gone in a couple of weeks. Jebediah. Um, Jebediah. So do all of you, do all of you, okay, you say you don't do online dating, so you do it the old-fashioned way? You do the old-fashioned way, you go to the bar? I'm single for the first time in 14 years. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how to dip my toe in the water right now. And the women that have been asking, two women have asked me to go for like a meal, one set of coffee, but that was weird. Because that's not normal to me. But I realize that's a more of a rural thing and a forwardness and kind of like an open thing like that that more women have here per capita, I guess I would say, than in Toronto, you know? Um, but the idea that like like online, first of all, online dating in the rural, rural community must be hilarious because you would just be on your dates all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like, there's no anonymity. It's, oh, look, there's just a very four, short pool, I'm sure. There's four women in this bank, including one teller that I dated in the last month from Columbia Fish or whatever the fuck, right? Like, Pretty much. You know, welcome I to mean, Toronto's good like bank. that. There's a lot of choice. I'm never probably going to see ever, you know, but whatever. I kind of, Maybe the good way to look at it for me, for people like me, is like this. Oh, my God. I know my demographic. People who also think online dating is awful. Right? That if I can make a, a singles like we should have an online site for you to meet. Fuck you. <laughs> meet daddy. Never, yeah. Meet daddy. No, you never meet online. That's the, what I was just gonna say is that it's called grinder. If you can find no, if you can find people that don't like to online date. You just create live events for those people. Okay, James. Who said I like online dating? Them. Nobody likes online dating. It's who fucking said this trash. Is, who said I was talking about you? It's it's I'm, absolute trash. I but it's it's you. easy access. Like I would I not, not go talking up to a about fucking, you. I, I would not I would not go up to a twenty six year old guy off the street and say you want to fuck. Like it just would never happen. So like this is a buffer for you me. You just right? fucking like, admitted that it did happen with a twenty four year old. <laughs> like, yeah, online. that one time. One time though, right? But like, how did you meet him? How did you meet him? On the dating app. Yeah. Online. Online. Wow, yeah. I'm shocked that it didn't end in a happy marriage. Okay, go on. <laughs> that wasn't the what wasn't that ex- doesn't sound like that was the plan though. Yeah, dude. James. It no, was all all I know it was, that. was ripping the band-aid off. Like a I little know, bit of I know fun. that. I, I, I know that it's not that it wasn't meant for that. That to me is part of the milieu of issues that I have with it. That it's like yeah. I feel like if you want to fuck, that's fine. If someone else is down to fuck, that's fine. If you find each other and you want to fuck each other, that's fine. The selectively weird lack of a soul mechanical algorithmic way of going about it for me is weird. It's like finding a clone at a factory and fucking it or something. Like it doesn't seem to have a connection, you know. Yes, and, you, and like you it, certainly it just... put the romantic spell in my mind. My mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to. It, maybe you're beginning to see how I feel about online dating. She, I think a so many bit. people are gonna fucking join up for Tinder after this podcast. Maybe. <laughs> uh, well, I was on Tinder. I got off that a long time ago. Yeah, I'm sucked in. I I bought a year's membership. I didn't even know what the fuck I was doing. I thought it was Mm. one month and then fucking I was locked into a year and they charged my credit card and I was the fuck. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. This is me. This is me rejecting human beings. This is it right here. This is how much I care about humanity. I'm not even going to so, look at who I swipe. Could be the best looking girl ever. Oh, 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 oh. I'm so old. I dated women I met on Lava Life. Yes! 
Oh my the god! The guy who founded Lava Life. The guy who founded Lava Life. I'll be fifty-five in July. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! I remember those chat lines in the night. I I met my son's father from those chat lines. You know those chat lines. You know who invented those chat lines? And your voice was all you had, and I have a fucking sexy ass voice, man. So I was getting mm. the men's like. You know who invented uh, online like the nine seven six numbers and the chat lines and stuff? His name is Rasul Virgi. You want to hear the story of Rasul Virgi? How do you yes. know this guy? Ra- Rasul Virgi. That's a very good question. Um, I was. Uh, and I'll tell you. I, I moved to I moved to Dundas, Ontario, um, and uh, worked at this restaurant and lived with a buddy. And then I took a visit to Toronto once, and I stayed at my friend Laura's house in like like at Bathurst and Bloor. Mm-hmm. And her and I walked to work. She worked at Bay and Bloor. And I went inside the Emanuel Life Center, and I went to the food court there, which is like a fancy kind of food court or whatever. And I sat down and had a coffee, and there was this guy sitting over there, and he was like, he was talking about um, how to market uh, a new long-distance scheme. This was like 2005, where it was called reverse calling. So it was called Mobile Miser. And so you remember how expensive it was back then to call anywhere out of your fucking area code or whatever? So he um, he created this system where you could call this number and it would be busy and you hang up and then the number calls you back and then you can dial anywhere in North America for 20 bucks a month. Right. That's what it was back then. So he was like, he's like, he doesn't, he's like, we need someone for marketing. And I'm like, well, you need is someone who knows how to reach the high student population in this city because they're all trying to call home to their parents and they can't fucking do it. And like literally an hour later, he gave me a condo in the manual life center and a job paying X amount a week that I used to have to go and collect off the founder of lava life who was uh, the guy from the uh, uh, Dragon's Den there that used to be on Dragon's Den a long time ago. I forget his name right now, but if someone Googles Lava Life founder, they'll find it in Dragon's Den. But anyways, um, so he's, uh, Rasul Virgi invented the chat line thing, like the 976 numbers and the where to go to chat and the party lines and all that kind of stuff. And then um, he, he co-founded Lava Life with that guy, whose name escapes me, and sold his stock at a time where he got like 80 grand, Bruce Crocs. Oh, yeah, bro- yeah, yeah, Bruce yeah, Bruce. yeah. So Bruce and I used to meet once a week. I used to go to his house and he used to pay me. <laughs> right? That was the cool. Whatever. And then, uh, but yeah, so so Rasul gets out at like 80 grand or whatever the fuck. And literally like only like, I don't know, it was like a year or 18 months later or something like that. Uh, Bruce sells it for like, I think it was like $120 million or something like that. So the cool part of the story, this is what makes it sort of a movie, is that uh, Bruce feels so bad. Won't Won't just like you know, make it rain on Rasul for a, for a cool couple mil, but instead, <laughs> Paltry feeds his, his all his like schemes, all his like new ideas to get rich quick and everything like that, and funds them instead of just cutting them off like three or four million. Mm. You know? mm. And so Rasul walks around, and I I brought a guy with him uh, once to to meet him for a business thing, or whatever, and it lasted like only twenty minutes. And I'm walking out with the guy, and he's like, James, have you seen Rasul's shoes? And then he's like, he's like, I, you can't meet with someone that has shoes that where you can see their toe. <laughs> you can't. And so I realized that everything was a facade. Like he wore like like ten thousand dollars suits, but you know he didn't have any money. He lived in the penthouse of that pl- of that building, the Manor Life Center, which is pretty expensive. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't paying for it. Like he was like basically this like guy who who's get rich quick scheme that he invent he invented lava life basically, mm-hmm. and then didn't get paid anything for it. And uh, mm. it was like a tragic kind of story. And so my joke would be like, uh, Rasul was just here. And so it would be like, how did you know? I'm like, oh, you just got to follow the trail of shoe. 
because his shoes were so bad. Like, oh, I, but what's he doing now? I don't know. He's probably. He, the, have you guys not met people, especially in big cities, where they are literally like um, projecting um, super wealth, and mm-hmm. you find out that they have nothing? Uh, you don't see George a lot Santos. of that in this town. George I mean, Santos is probably a good example. Like, I don't know. He well, he's a congressman, so he has something. But I mean, people that are like, now. <laughs> they're good talkers. They probably have a secret drug problem. They have like mm. two or three nice suits that are really nice, and a watch that's probably fake. And they talk a good game. And they Santos never had a Hermes scarf, a Burberry scarf, but he stole right. it from his roommate. <laughs> really? Don't yeah. Apparently, he was apparently he was delivering some some speech at one point. For some reason, I think there was a gun control incident or whatnot. And like it is from a roommate. It's called, bitch, that's my scarf. <laughs> yeah. This is recent, too. You don't see a lot of ostentatious displays of wealth in Ottawa, though, right? I mean, there's a lot of money here. Don't kid yourself. There's a lot of money here. Everybody yeah. thinks, oh, it's a government town. Well, it is, but 1.48 million. So 1.5 million, basically, in Ottawa, Gatineau. 134,000 work for the federal government. The rest are all private sector. And you got to understand Silicon Valley North, there's a lot of money in this town. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But ostentatious displays of wealth are really frowned upon. Yeah, here, here's so. yeah the last, the only time when I remember is when the, the, the people who owned the Corral yeah. had bought that big, had bought, built their big house <clears> for themselves. And then they had pictures and they also almost like they had like Egyptian pool boys with fans. Like, That's <laughs> fan a I've been there. Michael Copeland's house. Yeah. Michael and Marlene Copeland. I've been there. I DJed a party there with a buddy years ago. It's a beautiful home. It's absolutely beautiful. But that that's the closest to ostentatious I think we've ever Ottawa had. Ottawa is exactly. more of a briefcase opening in a parking garage town. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. No? Well, you'd be shocked at the amount of <laughs> pornography is all bad. that's filmed like, in this city. talk about my city like this. No, it's <laughs> true. Don't ask me how I, I bought this house. Dude, it's, a, it's, 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 it's the federal capital. There's clearly, like, if any corruption is mm-hmm. happening, briefcases are getting opened in parking garages. Right? Oh, yeah. Just, like, everyone knows that. <laughs> well, they called them Deep Throat for a reason, now, right? So hold on, okay. I don't know n- enough about that, Jenny. This is where like you, like we're 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 shifting the conversation to something a little bit political, so that so you can either like you know stay or go. It's casual Friday. Um, I no longer eject people randomly, you know. But uh, the next time a new guest comes in, we cycle you out, right? So that and then that's how it goes. But I don't know if anyone's coming in, so you could be. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump shortly though because I'm, okay. I'm my uh, sinuses are killing me. My allergies are kicking my ass tonight. That means just that you have a, a secret cocaine problem, but that's fine. Let's get it. You know, it's gonna, I, I I've been there, man. Allergies. Not me, dude. Not me. At least that I'm allergic to drugs. I took one sniff of that cocaine and I decided it wasn't for me. I forget where I heard that joke. He goes, it didn't smell very good. I'm like, oh my god. First time I did cocaine, I think I just didn't. I like I, it just collected in my nostril and never actually. Mm. I never actually snorted it. Got it into the brain. Sort of sniffed it. And I've never like, done. I don't drugs. understand what the big is. It supposed to go through my blood vessels in my nostril. I don't get it. Like I didn't know mm. about drips or anything like that. It was like I, I, that was a really op- big opportunity, miss. Well, it's, it's like during during the when the vaccines out. first started coming out for COVID and people going, "I'm not taking that. I don't know what's in it." And I'm like, "Dude, I've seen you do rails off the back of a toilet tank at the Pink Panther in Elmer. Don't give me that shit." <laughs> don't tell me you do, you give a damn what's in the vaccine. You've bought cocaine from a, a bouncer in a strip joint. Don't tell me that. I've seen you do it. Well, yeah, well this is only, different. But if you survive the night, danger's over. Yeah. With a potentially bad vaccine, you could die. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way. Anyway. You don't know what's in You bought a little baggie off of a, a bouncer in a club, dude. Yeah, that could have yeah, been yeah. a horse tranquilizer for all you know. 
Well, the bouncers usually have the good shit, or they sold the stuff. kind of fun, though, isn't it? I wouldn't know. I was quietly paranoid every time I did E. That was in pill form and not pure MDMA form. Like, he's, like uh, whenever he's I did that, facts. he's always speaking facts. Like, I mean, the amount of overdoses that we see, and actually, oh, yeah. sadly, the amount of women that die in our yep. in our you know work line of work. I mean, I, I work pretty much downtown in the fucking in the in, in the thick of it all by Sherburn and Dundas, and it's like mm. it's bad. The fentanyl yeah. is like real bad. Yep. Yeah. And everybody's dying from it. But so I get your, like, you know, your point around, like, people are worried about, you know, the vaccine, but then, you know, they're willing to go and take whatever on the streets. Yeah. And, and that's like, the, that's the ridiculous oh, thing. Right? Yeah. It's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. For sure. Well, I trust my dealer more than I trust Health Canada. <laughs> do, you, do you guys think Robert Kennedy Jr. is going to get assassinated? Uh, that's I random. haven't put much thought to it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Random question. The reason why I mean, I we're a political is, show, but it's not. No, the reason really why I asked is about because him. Matt Matt Taibbi put out a piece, and and I don't. Oh, him. Yeah. I think there's nothing wrong with Matt Taibbi. He was a great journalist until he disagreed until, with a couple of liberal journalists. Until then, Daddy Lonnie. Yeah. Until what? Until Daddy Lonnie found his. <laughs> God gave him the Twitter files. <laughs> Oops. He did, but he didn't he made a mistake or two but he wasn't like he, he matt Taibbi doesn't make this uh, mistake the same way tucker carlson makes a mistake no like no. you know this motivation wasn't ideological right but elon like, sort of cut bait on him rather quickly though didn't he did he he did what elon sort of cut bait on him kind of quickly though right because like he was all about matt all about matt when he released the papers and then a couple of weeks later matt was like matt who new phone who dis <laughs> Pretty much. I don't know anything about that. Is that, is that, is that what happened? I didn't even know. Yeah. Oh, booty cat. Well, oh, um, yes. I, now for some reason this I can't my, find it. This oh. is my little asshole. He looks so soft. I must pet. He's so soft. Can I oh. have cheeseburger? Yeah. Can I have cheeseburger? <laughs> He's very cute. He's a little asshole, though. He really is an asshole. Okay. But most, I love most cats are. I'm not going to. I'm not going to bother screenshotting. I'm just going to read it. Um. A 24 or 25 year old Ray McGovern, fresh in the CIA, a believer in John F. Kennedy, sat for a lecture. Sorry, a believer in John F. Kennedy sat for a lecture from a senior operations officer at the at the CIA, and was shocked by the rant he heard. The president is a coward. He failed to back us up on the Bay of Pigs. He's so cowardly. This is an awful, awful thing. That was the summer of 1963. Three months later, John Kennedy was assassinated. McGovern, who worked in the CIA for 27 years and spent an equal number of years critiquing it. Lays out step-by-step -step factors that led to what he suspects is the agency's role in the assassination of the president. He goes on to write about how um, Robert Kennedy, uh, like his brother, um, got killed. And that um, it would be, and, and just the family apparently has like, the historical ties that it has created, like, what do they call that when there's like generational um, grudges? Like it's like if your grandfather murdered my grandfather, but it's not even like an ongoing feud like that. It's just like the vengeance is forever kind of thing. Mm. Um, but he's like saying that Robert Kennedy Jr. Just to sort of like get tie bow on it, um, it should be traveling with a lot of security. Like they're they're you know these like someone's like a blood oath, wow kind of thing. Like it's just the weird. Be, and you know what the the reasoning is? I don't think I don't know I don't know if it was that piece or a subsequent piece that I read, but there's one of them that says that it's not just because they're Kennedy or this or that. Well, it sort of is. <clears throat> because um, the, the most robust um, investigations that have happened all, like so a lot of it happened with Kennedy money to get to the mm -hmm. bottom of it, right? 
And so they feel like those are the investigations that are the best ones because they have the other side of the coin because they're the family, but also because they pass down what happened inside the family. So it's like they, the people, there's people that feel that the Kennedys, uh, you know, the clan, the Kennedy clan, whatever the fuck you want to go, whoever that is now, that's why the, that's why the other, the John F. Kennedy Jr. died. You know, like the, the, that's the conspiracy. It's a fun conspiracy because either that family has the worst luck, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just like, you know, like the, the single shooter theory is is still one of the stupidest things I've ever heard. About. Yes. Like, and there's people now. Did you notice that when you were a kid? It was like common, maybe it's because of the Oliver Stone movie, but it was like common knowledge that it was a conspiracy. <clears throat> and then as I got older, and then somewhere in like 2012 maybe or something like that, all of a sudden it was like common knowledge that it was like a lone gunman. And I was like, what? When did that happen? Not according to the film I watched about 25 years ago. Well, still, like there was a lot of embellishments in the Oliver Stone film, but, and so yeah. it made it easy to be criticized. But back into the left will never convince me <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. that there was not more than one shooter. Anyways, I didn't know well, what involved with it. I'm going to bid you adieu because my head is pounding and I'm going to go get some sleep. So you don't I'll have to tell you, us the reason. See you later. Just say I'll see you next time on Casual Friday. <laughs> I will see you next time on Casual Friday. All right, buddy. Guy. Yeah. Um, the thing with that, Matt, uh, was uh, it seems that uh, um, at some point, I don't know what led to it, but the Elon Musk had, uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk uh, did something with a Substack uh it seems that the links were blocked uh, to Substack. You couldn't like, retweet, or reply to any tweets that contained a Substack link, and Matt worked for Substack, and that's the reason why he was on Twitter. And Elon just sort of said, well, you know, you can uh, post your things here to Twitter. And he says, well, what good does that do me <laughs> on Substack? And But Elon was claiming that Substack was trying to download a massive portion of the Twitter database to bootstrap their Twitter clone. And they so they considered their IP untrusted, and it just they just got into they just got into not no no but he's on Substack or he works for Substack Substack no no you know he's got like his like a publisher's account on Substack yeah yeah so so, why, so what did he do wrong though no it seems it's, it's Substack oh. Elon says Substack was trying to download a massive portion of Twitter database oh. yes yeah, so he banned it and then apparently they got he Matt Ty, Ty Beebe came came in and sort of like well you know I use this. Like, what the hell's going on? He like said, of all things, earlier today, I learned earlier today that Substack links were being blocked on this platform. When I asked why, I was told it was a dispute over the new Substack note platform. And it just uh, just goes on. And apparently they got into a big, uh, big feud. And now uh, they are not talking. They're at work with each other. Yeah. Matt, Matt Taibbi is a really good journalist. And he's like, he, you know, he took uh, Hunter S. Thompson's job. Okay. When Hunter S. Thompson stopped working there, I, I don't know if it, I, I, pardon me, I don't know if it was directly after Hunter S. Thompson stopped working or, you know, a little while later or whatever, but basically that the position was the same position. Yeah. He did, he dropped acid and went to the Republican convention in like, I don't know what year it was, 99. I have no fucking idea, but, um, <laughs> which I think is the greatest thing ever. Hmm. Imagine doing that. Imagine going to a Trump rally on acid. That would be the greatest <laughs> fucking night of all time. Oh, yeah. It would be. Yeah. Yeah. He said, uh, since sharing links to my articles is a primary reason I come to this platform, I was alarmed and asked what was going on. I was given the option of posting articles on Twitter instead. I'm obviously staying at Substack and we'll be moving to Substack Notes next week. That was uh, at the in, at the beginning of April. So yeah, I, they were like like this and within a space of about a week and a half. Pfft. That's not Matt's fault though. He's not. No, probably anything. not. But it's he just like. It. But I mean like. <laughs> It is a Substack issue. I don't know. Does Twitter result in Substack subscriptions? 
I don't know. Apparently, the they say that they started putting the links back on like the next day or something, and I don't know if they've resolved their feud, but whatever. I it got. I don't, it, I don't hate. It was. It was just this weird thing because they were thick as thieves, and like Elon was like complimenting him left, right, and center, and like in a week and a half later, they were at each other's throats. But my type is reporting. He made one mistake, and I don't remember what it was. But he actually went back and apologized. I think, like, he, yeah. But it was, you know, I, what was? Do you remember what the mistake was? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. Okay, because um, whatever it was, it seemed like he caught it and did the right thing. Like that's what it felt like uh, from where I was standing. But I don't remember what it was. But he's not ideological. He's one of those guys that's like, he's like, oh, I can't believe we live in a world where if I criticize the left, I'm a fucking far right person. And then the the weird thing is when that happens to people like Matt Taibbi, who's not really like a hardcore progressive, but certainly not a conservative, is that they realize they can make money if they appear that they're a little bit more conservative. But I feel like he's largely resisted that. Hmm. You know, like I, I feel like he's not one of those guys yeah. that's like, you know, yeah, can't find. He, he was can't. called like pro-Russian. He's like, I, and and that's a, that's the that's the crazy one. Do you believe any of those things that are like that use algorithms to to um, ascertain whether or not you're a Russian ally as a pub as a publisher or a journalist? Like, and they put people like Glenn Greenwald on the list and Matt Taibbi on the list and all these mm-hmm. people on the list, and it's like, and they rely on an algorithm, and then. A lot. So that that came out like the first time I saw that was like a year and a half ago. Maybe it was even two years ago. Like Andy Lee's on it in this country, you know. And then when you find out how they do it and you realize like there is like no safeguarding the fact that a year later you can prove it to be true on certain things. Like, for example, it was a conspiracy theory of the highest proportions a year and a half ago when people were suggesting that there were U.S. special ops in Ukraine before the war even started. Everyone was like, that's bullshit. And then that airman in the uh, United States leaked those that classified information, and it turned there were five different countries and fifty-one different special ops teams that were already waiting for the war to start that were in Ukraine. But no one goes and corrects the record and be like, the "People reported that weren't in Russian Asian." You know, like like there's a lot like Russia. Remember Russia in like the Trump election, the first. It was like saying, like the right would as soon as they would hear Russia, they'd be like, "Oh, they'd roll their eyes." Because the left just said Russia all the time. <laughs> they just said Russia. Russian money. Russia did this. Russia did that. It, and it's a weird part of our history because um, people don't have the stomach to look back and be like, even though we disagree with like basically everything maybe this swath of people said, they were right about this because uh, history bore them out to be right about that particular thing. You know, we can't do that. We're too polarized. Hmm. Hmm. I can see that. I can see that. Douglas, are you tired, buddy? No, no. Okay. Nope, nope. I was uh, scanning to try and find the answer to oh, your question. Oh, okay, okay. There. So I'm sorry. I thought I honestly thought I was like boring the fuck out of you. I really did. Nope. I was. So that was just Jenny. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, apparently, some of the errors was uh, he had reported on something called the Election Integrity Project, uh, and uh, he had said something uh, that it was government. It was a government government funded and all that kind of stuff and that it was founded on a certain date and it turns out it was founded two years early than he said and it wasn't government funded and he said that it was uh said that they labeled 22 million tweets as misinformation to the vote and they didn't that they flagged 3,000 election misinformation tweets for labeling so he was like off by 21 million 997 
I, was like, I wonder if he like if that was a oversight or if he relied on someone else to do something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't but so still, apparent. But what would the motivation be for a guy like him to make an error like that? Like, is there an ideological? Like, I, I guess people just assumed that he was in Elon's pocket and was just writing whatever Elon would want him to. Yeah, I don't that would probably that, I don't, be my upset. Uh, I my, mean, I mean, if he paid him like a stupid amount of money, maybe. But why? I don't think Elon Musk would like. Is it why would it be worth that much? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. If the data boards that yeah. Matt Taibbi's really inten yeah. intensely research oriented. He was the guy that really covered the financial crisis like better yeah. than anybody on the planet. Yeah, but like you said, the article here says he's a, he was interviewed by Mehdi Hassan, and Mehdi Hassan pointed out the the errors. And he asked, "Why not fix the error? Do you not have editors at your site?" The racket he says, "I didn't realize that until now." Taibbi replied, and he he said he stood by his story, but he ended up correcting three different tweets uh, following the interview's recording. I hope he didn't get. I mean, it would be a fun story if Matt Taibbi got like twenty million dollars to from Elon to try to cover his ass. But they, uh, yeah, I don't buy it though. I, I think it was just sloppy, and he's allowed to be sloppy once in a while. You know? He spent seven years doing what no other reporter in the United States did, which is completely like. You remember that guy in the uh, in the Big Short that was played by um, the dude Batman there? What's his name? The Big Short. That was yeah. in Batman. Yeah, he was. He was Batman. I forget his oh. name all the time. Hold on. Like every I'll look single it up. time. Anyways, oh, Edmondson. Okay. Um, what's his name? Uh, Christian Douglas. Bale. That's right. Christian Bale plays that guy who's sort of autistic or something or on the spectrum, and he's like the money manager at a head. Yes, head yes, fund. I remember. Yeah, and, and yeah, and he's the first guy that thinks about, hey, maybe we should look at what these credit default swaps that, are actually made. That's of, right? that's the one about the the the, yeah. the banking crash, the financial crash, right? Yeah. So there's thousands yeah. and thousands and thousands of mortgages inside each credit default swap, and he's the only guy. And they because they had a good rating, no one looked under the hood at what the individual mortgages look like, right? Right. And um. Yeah, it's uh, I forget the point that I was making because I went on a tangent. <laughs> I did. What was I, I don't think you got far I... enough in this. <laughs> no, no. What I was, I was, I was drawing an analogy there for what I was talking about just before that, which was what Douglas uh, Matt Taibbi. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So Matt Taibbi did to the financial crisis what that guy did to credit default swaps. He's the only guy that actually looked under the hood of the financial crisis and saw not just like the accusations, but like the evidence of actual criminal wrongdoing. All of it was basically uncovered by him. He did better than the State Department did. Like he was dope. So I don't know. I find it, I find it hard to believe that he uh, did something intentional. I could be totally wrong. I wonder what, what's your what's your price, Douglas? Like if you were in Matt Taibbi's shoes and he and someone was like a hundred million, I think I'd do it. No. <laughs> I, I couldn't. A hundred million. What no. if you then gave twenty million dollars to a charity of blind children that you wouldn't have been able to do if you didn't tell that just a little bit? Uh, really no. Yeah. Really? No, I don't. No. It's not um, even blood money. No, like no. I, I, I don't think money. I would. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm human. I would be tempted. Um, but at the end of the day, um, yeah. my. I think just just by upbringing, I grew up pretty poor and kind of made my way. And uh, even like when I was younger, there's a couple of times that I had uh, boyfriends that were really, really, really well off. And it was uh, like 
no, don't do that. That's too much. That just feels weird. You're spending too much. It feels weird. And I, you know, I was like, I may not have as much as you do because, you know, I'm younger and starting out, but I, I do have my own and, uh, I don't I need hear yours. what you're saying. Let the so, kids stay, yeah, let so the, it's, let but the it's children, just one of those let, things. I don't let think the I children would stay blind. I got it. I get it. Yep. I think so for that price. Yep. Really? Yep. I think so. Somebody else can save the kids. That one, I need to look at myself in the mirror. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Okay. I, I could, I, I, I don't think I could. I always, on my show, when I'm talking to people, it's like, you know, when it's you, yourself in the mirror, you know what you did. Yeah, I took 100 right? million and for a so, lie that yeah. meant something for like one news cycle. And yeah, then I got to the, make blind kids not blind anymore. And you're like, yeah. fuck the blind kids. Yeah, like, yeah, and then what happens, right, is that like everybody celebrates you for 10, 15 years for helping the blind kids, and then 15 years later, the tide turns and that piece of news comes out, and then your whole story goes out instead of falling from here. When you got the, do you think the blind kids are going to do you think the blind kids are going to come up to you and be like, you know what, you pluck out my motherfucking eyes, I don't want your eyesight. It's not the blind kids. It's going to be somebody else that's jealous by the fact that after 15 years, after 15 years of saving the blind kids, you received you you achieved a certain position of status, and you get somebody's looking at you with green eyes and wants you to I, wants to take know, you down it. it reminds me of the cyclist <laughs> That's what happens. That, it reminds me of the cyclist what's his face that got cancer lance armstrong lance armstrong kind of reminds yeah. me of that a little bit he did all that that stuff for live strong and then somebody yeah. said yeah but you you, you cheated and, and we're gonna find and the more he did for live strong the more charity stuff like this the more he was trying to make you know, himself look like a decent hero the more people wanted to find out the truth do you know the weird part about that story is there's two weird things about that story one of them is that if you talk to i know a professional cyclist and he's just like every single cyclist. <laughs> like he's like, it is almost basically impossible to make a team if you do not fucking dose, right? Like, mm. and you might not dose continuously or anything like that, but you've dosed in your training to make the team, or you dose just before the Olympics or something, right? Like mm -hmm. he's like, I'm sorry to burst your bubble, James, but that's basically what it is. So there's that, and the other thing is, is that he was getting tested. And the, I don't know who's the IUC, whatever the fuck, the, the International Olympic Committee or, or the Cycling Committee or whoever it was, yeah. just wasn't testing it. So he was giving his piss to the people and the people just weren't testing it because he was worth that much to them. Wow. Yeah. So so if you're, if you're Lance Armstrong, you're almost the most innocent <laughs> in a sense, right? Like, in, a, in a sense, yes. You, you know, like. Let's just say you had a lot of help. Yeah, but also all of his like, the re reason why a lot of cyclists were bitter and my so this buddy i won't say who it is but i he's been in rooms with like great cyclists right like and people i think that were the uh, team maybe there was one teammate or something of uh of lance armstrong i can't remember if it was toured in france or if there's an olympic thing i have no idea but anyways he was like um a lot of them were mad because they just wanted to be the guy who was dosing but was the most popular it wasn't because he was dosing like right if you ever saw like a really good cyclist like get on the news and be like, I just can't believe that that Lance Armstrong would use steroids. This is just an abomination. That person was lying. <laughs> that person was like, you know, guilty of it or knew that most people were and all that kind of stuff. So not everything is what how it seems. My favorite like may not be how it seems story is like the the, the conspiracy theory that and because it's the it's the only alternative to OJ didn't kill Nicole and Ron Goldman is that his son did it and it's and it's really kind of 
it's not i won't say it's compelling because it seems so ridiculous because of how like crazy that scandal was but um his son worked at a restaurant that was like you know within walking distance of of where the the murder maybe it wasn't walking distance, but he worked at a restaurant that he didn't show up for his shift and he was known to carry his set of really sharp knives okay and it explains the simpson dna and maybe the entire oj simpson story really is this as a story about a father trying to protect his son who did something awful imagine oh. that shit. hello twitter world you know i'm saying that could happen bill caught Co- we live in a world where bill cosby turned out to be one of the most prolific rapists in american history yeah you know so um yeah you never know there's a hypothesis wow i'm just saying i've never heard of that at all yeah. anywhere yeah, it's it's and, and and you know of course it sounds ridiculous and I don't know what I believe I don't know fucking no I don't know anything I only know what happens in the forest I don't even know what happens in the forest around me I barely know what happens in here Douglas <laughs> right so um but it's interesting like it's just it's just one of those like okay because it's really believable if you were to tell someone before that happened what's more plausible story here everyone would go with the the son did it no yeah. one would suspect OJ Simpson would buy and you know what. I, I don't understand. Maybe it's because I've had nothing. To me, money does solve problems. Because, like, that's why mm. with that analogy, with, like, if Elon Musk came up to me and said, fudge these numbers, I'll give you $100 million, the very first thing that I would think of is, okay, no one died, and I get to feed my great-great-grandkids and maybe do mm. a lot of charity work. I think I would tell the lie. I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I think, like, I would weigh it. And weigh, what, what kind of damage would it do, and what would I be able to do? And if what would I be able to do is a million times better than whatever potential damage, I would just fucking do it. Hmm. I don't know. And I think a lot of people would. I really do. Especially if you didn't have to tell anyone. It was just like you're in Elon's little secret. I have a mm. hard time thinking that a lot of people would say no to that. I think like 80% of people would say yes to that at least. Well, like if it's one of those things if it could be absolutely guaranteed that nobody would ever, 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 ever find out. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. It's not like giving the coordinates to like, you know... Uh, Allied Maybe I wouldn't be so someone's going to bomb or something like that. You're not painting laser targets. You know I mean? yeah. like, now, I have to admit, if there was an absolute solid ironclad guarantee that nobody could find out, maybe, maybe, maybe it wouldn't be so moral. Maybe I would skip on them. But I'm a long game player, and I just, I, I've seen these types of things come back many years later to bite people on the ass, and then they just lose everything. I just figured, like, mm, eh. yeah. Maybe yeah. I maybe I would have a good run for 10, 15 years before it all blew up in my face. You know, maybe it would be worth it. I don't know. But, uh. I would just, I think I, I know what I would do. I think I would take my kids and I would just like, I would crisscross the country and just go everywhere in Canada. First of all, it would, it serves the fear that I have of traveling. I have a fear of traveling now. Like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to go off this continent for some reason. Okay. And I barely want to go to the States. Which is funny because I'm going to Britain and uh, yeah, Britain like you know maybe in a month or so. Um, oh, really? But, yeah, nice. Which, yeah, it's, it's and uh, it's for the book. It's for the uh, the Plymouth Brethren book that I'm working on. And so, uh, but I don't want to travel anywhere. So, so if I had a hundred million, I would just do that. But I would be one of those guys that would buy houses in like four or five different spots, but never put furniture in it. Just be one of those guys. <laughs> do you have a place to stay in, uh, in in Vancouver? I sure do, Ken. Here's the keys. You go there. It's just like a mattress on the floor and a coffee table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Why do you have the box there? It's for my laptop. <laughs> Real great. It's galore. Yeah. How you doing, Jenny? Okay. Thumbs Jenny, up. Jenny Gray, everybody. We're going to let you go because we're wrapping in five minutes anyways. Thank you oh, so much. Yeah? Okay. I should have let you go before because uh, now you know how it feels to not talk for 45. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. Are you okay? So what? What's the matter? See you, Jenny. Bye, Jenny. <clears throat> Bye, Jenny. Wow. She faded quick. Oh, no. <laughs> that was oh. kind of funny, actually. Um, <laughs> no, well, because... At the beginning of the podcast, and, I, and I'm fine. With, I thought that that was a hilarious podcast, and I don't care who who knows it. I'm, um, you know, I'm still sober, James, but I'm really happy today. Um, and uh, I'm. Very How's that ca- going for you? I'm very caffeinated. I, I I take way too much caffeine. Okay. Yeah, I like I drink two Red Bulls, one coffee, and I take 400 milligrams of actual caffeine. Wow. Okay. I'm I'm trying to replace the um focus that i had and the you know energy or whatever that i have from from the prescription drugs because i'm not taking those mm-hmm. so in order to reach amphetamine level <laughs> yeah in the caffeine world that's what i got i don't do that every day i do that like three or four times a week and today was one of those days but i had like i had two interviews previous to this i had a a big interview yesterday um i have next week is plymouth brethren week like I'm mm-hmm. having like from Sunday to Thursday, I'm just having one right after another. Okay. Um, and uh, I need to just book shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. I listened uh, to your interview with uh, Charles Adler the other day, and one of your interviews, I think, from this fall with uh, Sherry DeNovo. Oh yeah, yeah, I like that one. The Sherry. Um, yeah, the, there's a couple I wasn't able to list at the same time, so I have them on my my queue thing, and then they they pop up randomly. So they're like, I'm listening to a few of them a little delayed. Yeah. Uh, but whoa, those two were really good. Thanks, man. The I, Sherry I, one was particularly good. I hadn't I had no idea. Yeah, I know that I know. she once I, sold. I had no idea that she uh, was a street kid, and it makes like yeah. And now she's like she her by like she's a movie. Yeah. She's legit a movie. She's definitely she, a movie. Yeah, because she's also like an ordained minister or whatever. Ordained minister and then and, and she was elected? Yeah. I mean, what has she not done? I don't know. <laughs> she is so like, cool. She's probably got like some weird third degree kung fu fucking like, you know, belt or something like that. Like, and she's intellectual and fierce and her business savvy is good. And yeah, she, she understands she's got things. it together. She's a little more left than I am, but she's a good person, right? Like, yeah, she's like, got it I, together. Yeah, totally. Like, like, she's not one of those people where if I disagree with her, like, you know, I would be develop some animosity towards her or something stupid like that. It was just like, oh, I just disagree with her. But wow, she's the shit. <laughs> right, know? right. Yeah. No, that was that. Those were those were interesting. So Charles Adler and uh, and a rapper, though, what they have in common is that they both cried in the podcast within the last three weeks. But yeah, I heard that. I don't want to listen to the one where the pot where the. And I know was that it DLC? I meant, who cried? No, not no, DLC. It was, it was Peter Jack. It was, Peter. Listen, I'm not making fun of it at all. But it was Peter Jack. No, 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 no. You know, I, I heard you talking about it. That 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 was in a whole. Yeah, there there was a context to that, and it was really nice. Totally. Like, it, it was. Uh, we had a mutual friend that passed away last year. It was sort of about that. It was during uh, our discussion about that. I put the picture up, and I think that that mm-hmm. triggered it. it. wasn't intentional or anything, but. I thought I bring it up only because I thought it was really powerful. I just don't want to be misunderstood. Like I'm like I'm yeah, a yeah. rapper cry, even though I think I sort of said it like that the first time. But I was just being anecdotal, or whatever. But um, no, it was nice. It was like, 
it's uh i think i so i've had 240 podcasts and i think i've made like someone cry like seven or eight times so that's a pretty good percentage yep you know that's pretty solid yeah usually i'm the one who cries <laughs> i like i like it when people cry i don't know what like it, it's you know we're i i never meet anyone because of where i live and because of the pandemic right like i haven't you know um and uh to see someone be like honestly emotional actually like it's almost like a relief for me <laughs> it's like oh someone's feeling something and i can tell they're not right? just sending me an emoji with a teardrop like you know we have to stop doing this like, it's not even yeah. we live inside the dystopia people we need to stop this shit yeah no i completely agree you agree with you i i think that's one of the reasons why i like to jenny so much it's we're not um uh, i find it ironic to say this because i am like this myself in one way it's like I'm, I am very real, but I do. I definitely do have that veneer. I care about what I look like. I, you know, I I do want people to like me. I, you know, uh, I'm I'm careful about the face that I present to the world um, because it looks like Saddam Hussein and it triggers people who were victims <laughs> of his regime. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on! Don't be like that, James. Let's have some fun. Come on, James. James, come on, man. James, where you going, James? James. <laughs> you were the world's first South Park Saddam Hussein live person impersonator. Like, like, honestly, I, dude, man, this is a billion dollar idea. You know what? It's it, it's a million dollar idea. We could take this on the road, and I think we can make ten million dollars in our very first year if we get the South Park boys involved. Oh, <gasps> Broadway play! Oh Hello? my God! Broadway oh. play of America, whatever the fuck that's called. Dude, if you bring me to Broadway, I will marry you and love you forever. <laughs> okay, I'll take it because it would be homophobic not to. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Listen, if we're making a lot of money, there's a lot of things I would do for you. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take a briefcase of money from Elon Musk to fudge numbers. Probably some shit I'd do for 10 grand. <laughs> Less work, you know, not as, not as much like uh, damage to my rep. <laughs> okay, so, so you're not up for 10 grand. Would you like to hear about the shit I'll do for five? <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> How about two? I've got a list. Name me oh, a price. I'll tell you what oh, I'll do. Oh, it gets dark at two, my friend. <laughs> then I'm just, you have to add animosity to that. Like, I could have five. Now we'll do this. What, what do you mean bleeding I... starts at one? What the fuck? What would you do for a Klondike bar? <laughs> Is a Klondike bar made of metal? Because I'd go two grand. <laughs> Is Do you have anything in a cheese grater? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man, I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. Oh. Oh, you make me laugh so hard. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Jenny was crazy, eh? Like, that was, that was hilarious. Well, that's the thing, right? But the, the real... No, crazy in a good way. Like, I don't yeah, but, that, that, but that's that, that real, you know? It's like, listen, you know, like, this thing happened to me. Yeah. Let me freaking tell you how it went down. <laughs> what was <laughs> hilarious in that podcast was how, in the first half, it was like, 
Jenny spoke for 45 minutes, and then I think I did the same thing <laughs> in the second <laughs> half. And Jenny was sitting. And you know what's funny is that I can tell. I think she's ADHD too, like because mm. sometimes we can spot each other. Right? Yeah, like it's like spotting a toupee. I think was the Seinfeld line yep. or whatever. But um, I feel sometimes, and I, I I'm not. Sure, I could be totally wrong about this, but at the end, I felt like she felt like this. If I'm in a <clears throat> social situation with three people, and one of them is a lot like me hyperactive talkative like controls the conversation perhaps or anything like that i become like i almost like i feel hypoglycemic but it's emotional yeah. <laughs> like i'm just like like why is this person taking all of the attention away from me like it's you know and i'm trying then you try to get a word in and then they like do something that normally you would do but it's at your expense and like this is what it's like in my head sometimes right and it's just like and i get like visibly upset like I've been with like my ex and stuff with uh, when I like a friend of ours kid who's like uh, a bit younger than us, and and she could see that happening and she was like rubbing my back and I was just like I'm fucking fucking this fucking guy I swear to God like he was just <laughs> sucking all the energy towards him, and it made me infuri- I, I was infuriated. I like, how can he not know he's doing this to me? <laughs> this is back when I drank, you know. Yeah, but most of the time I was a happy guy. I was a happy drunk, but like. When I was around, anyways, my point is, I feel like Jenny at the end may have felt. Like, I felt like I I stole her wind or something, you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I think women that hate men would say that I did that. <laughs> and Paul, and Paul, it takes all. Yeah, blame Paul. He's not here. Yeah. Uh, James, it just seems that uh, perhaps you don't listen and learn from women. I'm just saying, I went to the pub. That's all I'm saying. With two beautiful women, one on each arm, both of them taller than me. Listen, despite the fact that my penis is on the internet, it is art for one thing. And have I mentioned how much I respect women? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stop now because he's my co-host and I want to keep the show going. Oh, just bust them balls. You guys can bust my balls anytime you want. You can bust them a lot harder. That's my promise to you. Douglas from the Eager Beaver Podcast. Thanks, buddy. Oh, my friend. I love you so much. Thank I you for you making too. this fun. I needed that tonight, actually. I yeah, really needed too. this. Me too. I really did. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. I'll see you next mm. week. Bye, everyone. Bye, buddy. <clears throat> That's it. I don't know who's here. To you nine people. Oh, we got back. We got out at 11 again. That's great. Oh, you know what else? I can feed it to my artificial intelligence editing software because it's under two hours haha <sighs> thank you for joining next week is Plymouth Brethren week we have a whole bunch of ex-members from Sunday to Thursday and we might have a double header or two depending and by the way from all corners of the world um, New Zealand Thailand the UK United States Australia I don't even know if we have a Canadian, but literally we um, we are hitting <laughs> fucking continents here or whatever. Um, yeah, five different countries, I think it is. And uh, all with a story that is eerily similar about an organization that destroyed their life when they were either forced to leave or left on their own accord. So that's next week. Thank you for joining on Casual Friday, and we'll see you next time on Black Book. Black Book. Black, black, black Book. Black, 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 black
It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback.